It is 1899, the turn of the 20th century. 23 years after the extraordinary British scientist Phileas Fogg went around the world in 80 days, he now seeks to better his own feet, to travel to any seven destinations on the planet, no matter how far within the year. Fogg will then justifiably become the head of the Royal Academy of Science. There's just one small problem. Phileas Fogg is a cad, a philanderer, a murderer, and a monster. Only a small group of dashing heroes know the truth, and only they can stop him in an adventurous race around the world. Sugar-Fueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, presents The World's Most Wondrous Year, a Savage World's Pulp Adventure. small word of warning. This game is played at a table with a baby and a toddler. Expect a little bit of crying and some periodic toddler commentary throughout the podcast, but that dies off about 30 minutes to an hour in when we put the kids to bed. Thanks for your patience. Episode 3. Okay, so when last we left you, you had been to the uh, New Year's Eve dinner at the Royal Academy of Science. Yes. Um, you had... Oh. Where Tio Mora wisely challenged. Um, sorry, his name's not Tio Mora, is it? It's, it's, it's Anthony Mora. Anthony Mora. Hey, Mora. Hey, Mora wisely challenged um, Phineas Fogg to prevent it from just getting away with the stupid challenge they're going to pose, and we all stepped in to support him bravely. Yep. As a time traveler, he thinks in bigger scales than Tomorrow, so he's a Mora. No, no, he's thinking about all the Moros. He's all yeah, awesome. uh, <coughs> Yes, so you had agreed to Phineas's fabulous challenge where you'll be rocking around the world, <laughs> pulpy adventures, and etc., 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 etc. Then we had a bit of a discussion, and um, all up, in character, all agreed on Egypt, out, out of character, all agreed on Egypt, in character, all up, voted Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> then you did some, some gear pawning and weight allowance and things. Yep. Um, and then we got to um, was it you went through the level did I suspect how badly I was going to need my brawny extra carrying capacity you arrived on time shockingly at the London Botanical Garden through fight three of our guys trying to be late yep. um, where you met Sir Andrew Simmons um, which suggests punctuality is not going to be our strong suit you alright now? Yes, looking for some tissue. You may need another box of the one over here for puke. Oh, yep, that's a good. I'll get another box. I'll actually put them on the list as well. You're going to be running out. Yeah, good idea. What happens when you burn through 700 tissues in a week? <laughs> Was it Simmons? Simmons. S I M M O N S. I bought one of those square boxes of Kleenex to start my work now on Monday. I had finished it by the end of the day. It's Sir Andrew Simmons. Andrew spelled just like it sounds. Um, and you had gone to the London Botanical Gardens. Um, where he had stood up and again given a speech to the media on you know the sterling man and woman of science and going to bravely accomplish these this this great task style thing, um, and then told you that his butler had stolen your car, um, and that if you were going to get anywhere, he suggested that you ran, and then has gone bang and fired the cap gun, um, at which point um, fog. 
looks momentarily fog um, Maxwell and Elsa look momentarily discomposed and then start running off in any directions uh, with the uh, botanical gardens um, but I understand that Bernard had a master plan Bernard has um, yes organized for a vehicle to pick us up because I feared that something like this would happen <laughs> so the rules should be rolling along soon so awesome Bernard is um, well organized, so twice per refresh I can do the whole story thingy without spending a year of it. Nice. So I don't know how you how you want to keep track of that. Oh, he's got a little new system. Good plan. Yes, um, one you one you could do that I've used for things of that nature in the past is to put a. Like uses circle, but put the circle in pen and the tech in pencil, so you can erase it without erasing the circle style thing. But whatever works for you, I'm quite happy for you to keep. I'm quite happy for you to keep because basically you'll have that that edge forever, more or less. Sorry, horrible category, right? Well, that was good thinking, Bertie. But look, maybe I should drive, eh? These, uh, I wouldn't pass, wouldn't pass uh, those people, and he glares in the direction that the others ran off to try and spring a few surprises on us on the way out to the this ferry thing. So, is this some butler friend of yours that, that you've um, gotten the rolls off? That's because dri- well, so, somebody's going to be driving some rolls here. Yeah, uh, unless you've already pre-driven one out in the morning, which you can also declare. You've, <laughs> you've pre-driven one out, parked it, gone back on the bus or whatever, <laughs> then driven the other one out. No, no, this will be delivered by somebody. So, Fog, Elsa and Maxwell look look a little panicked and sprint out of the um, sprint out of the uh, botanical gardens. And you guys, at more of a little sort of sauntery jog style of thing, jog around a few corners out to the closest parking lot, um, having anticipated exactly where this would go down, of course. Um, and there is a there is a man there dressed in the very classic sort of English chauffeur's uniform, the driving gloves on, and that sort of thing. Um, and he tips his hat to the less servant class looking folk uh, and then hey, hey you are old boy throws the keys to the air of course very good Michael you've made good time for them Pete having proposed it will go to get it at what he thinks the driver's side door is only to be so do rolls his hand on the other side um, do they uh, have a passenger side? Yeah, yeah as far as I'm where the hell from. Alright, so people go scramble into the front passenger side. Hey, the wheels on the other the wheels on the other side. Yeah. What kind of ridiculous architecture? What, what kind of ridiculous design is this? I feel important that we are no expect we drive on the other side of the road. Uh, oh well. People um cock his um magnum. Well, I'm riding up front in case anyone does try to stop us. <laughs> but perhaps someone else had better take the wheel. Um, I have a D4 in piloting, so I have, have driving. Yeah, piloting is the driving. Pete has a D6, but um, 
Yeah. In this case, I think he's suffering from his syndrome. Does anyone have <laughs> anything higher than that? Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm under H. <laughs> and he can't reach the pills. Um, I drive in a very sedate manner for a. <laughs> And I will hop in. Sweet, so Jonathan, people right up front with Jonathan. Oh, God, without the electric crazy cat, maybe try that. I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trained in piloting. I mean, really, she's, she must get your food around everywhere. Now, now the cat, the cat has a detainment plan. <laughs> <laughs> we don't let in the cat, right? I Mara's have the cat's stats written down. Yeah, I bet Mara's got a much better chance of reaching the cat. Only the GM knows. The cat is a freaking hindrance. We're not letting it drive. I remember the last character we had on the team that was somebody else's hindrance. She was a liability nightmare. <laughs> Who poisoned me. Who is this? Well, it's a joke for Adam. Uh, it was on the pirate game. Um, he had a girlfriend called Jessica who was his hindrance because she was bad luck. Among other things, her cooking was so bad that it was actively radioactive. <laughs> hey, it explains how my toughness school got so high. <laughs> yes, Susan. Yeah. Hey, okay, so we're on the so, way. Okay, um, driving? Uh, no, actually. Can you put Mommy's got back on? Yes, I can put the Or I can do it to because I've got to... Oh, don't do it. Yeah. Um, no, you don't actually need to make a driving check for this. Um, it is not a particularly complicated task. Um, what you can do, however, is everyone can make a notice check. Yeah, no How many have I rolled already? I get zero. Okay. Three. Did anybody roll for Susan? Hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, next one. He's, he's, I'm up holding. Oh, it's a hollow victory. But roll a notice check, if you will. Jeremy has NPC syndrome. He's sort of sitting in the back of the car, silently looking out the window, contemplating. Well, I think he's he'd 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 drunk something he'd concocted and was still recovering. The brain spiders. The brain spiders. The brain spiders. Which one's my notice? I was going to pick up the D20. Oh, okay. like, no, that's not the one I want. Okay, oh, doesn't matter. Mine. Five and five, so... Uh, Are you trained in noticing things? Yeah. Here we are. You should see. Okay, sorry, I was just like, wait, wait, I need to add something. No, that's D20, I need to add stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So good. So good. We're uh, just driving away, and Bird, it's cuttingly prepared, but back up car. Sweet. You sound like you're, you've got death in your throat or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying of a cold. Oh. Jared's got a cold, but he's dying of a list from last week. Ah. Uh. She's trying to take us all with her. Um, so, as you head out, um, you will. Uh, so Jonathan is driving Pete's in the front seat. Yeah. Um, Bernard, okay, the, at the ready. Bernard therefore is, the is in the back with, with Doctor Strange, probably. Is it with, mine? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I drew it for you. You got to put it in the white, so you can't I'll draw it for me next week if you want. Yeah. I'm going to draw it myself first. So, so, um, so Zoe really liked your cat picture. Oh, excellent. Eventually, we had to put it back in the character sheet so we'd still have it. Also. Well, when you're yeah. <laughs> 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 um, 
So as you're heading out, um, but basically you're in one of the rearmost parking lots where the car has been driven to, suspecting, of course, as you did, but that um, this this would take you place as far from the exit as possible, regardless of what was happening. Um, you head out, and as you were driving past the main entrance, which is essentially the big sort of turnstile gates, um, there are a, a lot of people milling about. Um, and the two of you will see at the back, thank you, Marie, um, a, an extraordinary amount of people, and there seem to be a lot of those big, um, those big red no-crossing no barricades set up around the main entrance. Oh man, this is like those fighting cages where they make a ring of people, and then they push you back in the yeah, ring and yeah, you try to get too close. Um, <laughs> and Fog is Fog is on the other side with his with his two just running freely past them, and he's running through here. And there's a gap that they're just now replacing one of these do not cross barricades in front of. Yeah, I'm gonna So so he has indeed <laughs> set up a, a cunning trap based on your running out the main entrance, which you're not doing. So you just drive straight past it. Hey. <laughs> this, is, this is why you don't need a driving check because it's simplicity itself to drive your car out of the. That's a pedestrian blocking check. Yes, it is a pedestrian blocking. Yeah, right, so I was going to ask if we get a success marker, but what we do is avoid a fail, avoid a potential fail marker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so hey, Pete's never been to a rolls before. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's never driven one before. Yeah, uh, I've only legally, ever driven yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've never driven one. Right? No, no, I've never driven one, yeah, but, but I'm not driving right now. No, yeah. but I am. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, never, Pete, I've never Pete driven one drive always driving to get on the Jonathan's and he tried to get it on the wrong side of the car Would you say you've never driven in one or you've never legally driven in one? Because see, I've, 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 I've seen you jumping into one while running away from the left hand side of the road I didn't so Pete didn't notice they, they did, did drive on the left hand side of the road So the first step of this journey is basically driving in your car to Southampton where the docks and ports and things are Yep Whereupon you're getting a boat of some kind, depending on whether you want the first thing available or to wait or whatever, um, taking it across to Western Europe and then acquiring another car on the other side and taking it across to getting across going across Western Europe from there. Um, so the, the first step is comparatively simple. You just drive through London, heading for Southampton. Um, you do indeed get a crack at a success marker here, um, which will be a hilariously easy climbing check because this is whether you're going faster than fog for the first little leg of it. So, uh, let me just crank that handle harder. <laughs> Back in the days of the Model T. Okay, can you give me a driving check at a plus four bonus because that is the relative speed of a car versus yes. going on foot? So, uh, success with the race. Directly opposed. So Bob doesn't actually have a car. No. Well, he probably well, does somewhere. But remember, he has to remember, they, remember, they started by stealing your cars. Uh-huh. They, the Sir, Sir Andrew Simmons of the Royal Academy of Science said, "You know, we'll begin this race here. By the way, I've taken the liberty of having your cars that you drove here removed." <laughs> and then you Bernard know. used his organised power to say, "By the way, I've taken the liberty of providing an extra car in mm. case they removed our original car." Mm. 
And you just happen to have two people with pilot hair. Yeah, he's not trying to be mean, sweetie. He's just, he's just reaching. He's not trying to be mean. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetie, if you want to, you can bring the troll around to me and I'll put it to you. Oh, you can keep the troll there. Oh, you right. Yep. Oh, it's not even remotely going to happen. Um, so you drive out well ahead of their, well ahead of their party quite comfortably and doubtlessly they won't be running all the way to Southampton at some no, point they, will, catch a taxi. they <coughs> will stop and catch a taxi or acquire a car or take a bus or something but for the moment you have a you have a fairly successful leader and the heart and spectacle of fog running <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping someone with a camera taking a photo um, and just so you all know there is a likelihood that on every page in this there will be the note fog is a terrible person <laughs> <laughs> Just in case he steals it again. Yeah. <laughs> Given I'm wrestling a baby, can you ticky me a success marker? Like that bit in the percentage yeah. where it keeps turning out that they insult each other's sexual prowess and then that did it on purpose because they knew the other guy was going to steal the journal. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, they address the end of the journal to, it, to the other guy and say, by the way, I totally conned you there. <laughs> You cross, you you get across London. This is this. It's it's ten o'clock, ten thirty in the morning. So this is relatively simple. There's no particular, there, there's no particular concept of rush hour existing yet, let alone running into it at this time. I don't think many people can afford rush hour. <laughs> um, and you get to yourself after. Um, there, depending on what you want to do, um, there are no car ferries really in existence at this stage. Um, what you do is you take a transport ship, something sized suitable to fit your car on, if you wanted to take the car over to Europe as well. Um, however, that might take a while to actually get organised <coughs> and around and go and all the rest of it. Um, or you could take just take, dump the car and take a passenger liner. I suggest dump the car, take a passenger liner, and call your friend to tell him that. The ca- where the car is. Hmm. Yeah, that's easily done. It's, it's yeah, really we'll, we'll park it nicely and lock it up in there. Yeah. It's really then, then, you, then you have to acquire another car on the way. Um, and miraculously, to, we were detected. Sorry, on the way. And once you get to Europe, what miraculously it, it were attacked by natives or pygmies of any kind. That really, <laughs> really happens to me when I ride in cars. So that, also, that's no bummies. <laughs> I don't think there'd be bummies in London, sure. <laughs> we uh, haven't seen it. Yeah, clearly you haven't seen the second movie where they chase no, the that was not that was the word <laughs> uh, So, um, yeah, so we got to park the car nicely and we'll go see about, like, a passenger line that looks some combination of fast and not likely to actually endeavour to sell the passengers themselves to the pirates halfway yep. across. Yep, this is, this is all fairly <laughs> simple stuff. Um, you have the resources easily to the point you don't need to bother rolling checks for it. Yeah, thank you, Susan. Um, <laughs> this is going to be your resource is going to be a huge help on these missions. Yeah, simply We're just going to have the stop of the cab in the meantime. <laughs> to simply book first class tickets um, going across the sea, um, coming out in also being full to the port means you didn't get an opportunity to. Um, Screw with her passenger transport. Lacey did it in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out at what will be the top of France when you enter. Yeah. Um, and you hop on the ship and basically spend a fairly pleasant, pleasant day. Crossing this takes takes the better part of the day, so it'll sort of be night when you arrive. But um, no trouble. You look out across the beautiful white cliffs of Dover. The, 
in the pulp universe you can see every time you leave England, regardless of where, where you actually left from. Um, and then we arrive at Calais to see the Eiffel Tower because that's the. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. And somebody's from the streets when we were born out there too. Okay. Sorry? He said he didn't believe they were overcompensating for something with the, that tower. No. Yeah, they probably scrub the streets just for us as well, because that's what happens in movies. <laughs> so, you cross across, no problem. Mm. Um, and then what we are basically seeing here is a montage scene. Um, as you are going across Europe, um, well, actually, first things first, you're going to have to actually acquire some transportation on the other side. Yes. Um, the because customs customs do actually exist at this point, but because it's the pulp universe, they don't kind of blink at you carrying your various firearms and swords and pipe wrenches and whatever well, else. Most of it's Obviously, hey, you need those work, in France. This is a work tool. <laughs> Obviously, and, and the magnum also works. Absolutely, that's for my other job. <laughs> yeah, I just like one room in assassin. Assassin. Custom's not really an obstacle in the politics. <laughs> Unlike the Call of Cthulhu universe, where every time they change countries, they have to hide the guns and the occult books and all this kind of thing. Um, Probably should have beaten up those gun rivers there. <laughs> well, yeah. It's alright. Now we've funded back into business. Uh, I am sure an entirely legitimate organisation. You're calling them freedom fighters rather than terrorists, right? That probably makes it sound better. <laughs> so, is your plan basically to acquire another suitable vehicle, car of some sort, and then start cruising? Yes, please. Okay. So, this is actually a significant enough purchase because it's not like you can just kind of casually hire a car. That somebody will need to make a resources check for this. Funny that. Um, I Let me. You can roll as well if you like. Well, just you can roll. Let let the GM look at his notes. Pause, 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 pause. They're saying if you wanted to finish dinner first. Oh, I can roll as well as do dinner. That's that's not bad. Yeah, that's a role playing thing. (laughs) Okay, so you will need to. Um, you can cooperate on resources rolls uh, as long as you are trained in resources. If you are not, you don't have enough money to bring to the table. Um, there's no penalty for doing so unless you fumble, at which point Jonathan walks in the middle of the negotiation and goes, you know, we really, really need that car. What? The price has gone up. <laughs> Uh, I don't see big C4 resources with car buying material, so he's going to apply. I have a decent. Yeah. Up to you. Yeah, well, collaboration won't. I, I reckon collaborate will potentially help Susan's role. Yeah, there's, there's nothing stopping the dice from exploding and everything. And I can always fail. Yep, I know. Yep, yeah, so, 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 so you're adding Seven. one for each success in the race. Yeah. Alright, which means Susan succeeds with the race. Okay. So, um, Does the phrase, do you know who I am, come up with <laughs> Do you know who this cat is? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, so, we so what are we buying? We're buying a car. Yeah. <coughs> oh, um, basically, I bring out the VIP card. <laughs> like, I have a piece of paper. I've come here often enough. 
I have always bought the Rolls Royces and stuff like that. It's like, we have an urgency here. We need your... How many vehicles uh, do we need? Actually, I could see you owning the company that owns the company that runs this company. There's a... It's not really the interest. It's a really big one for preference. If we can all squeeze into a Rolls, we can all squeeze into something. So you've got six people here because you've got Jeremy travelling around in the bubble. Yeah. Um, Six people that require a seat. doesn't need its own seat, the cat sits on you. Well, we can strap it to the roof. No. <laughs> There's a trunk. You do not need a siren. <laughs> um, that's so, not my character saying. That's me saying. <laughs> to get all six people into one car, you will need like a big Rolls Royce, you know, rolling tank kind of thing. Oh, Other than that, you need two cars. Well, maybe um, however, you can easily acquire um, either or. Maybe two, maybe two cars. Two yeah. cars. We've that way, if one breaks down, we can. The, I, so I think that's a bad idea because if we've gotten two cars, then we're splitting the party into two. Now we split the party. And we also have <coughs> two drivers, which means you're going to have fun with people. They drive on the wrong side in most a lot of places. If you like to know what All right. Mm-hmm. Two cars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm happy for Pete to drive. I just don't want to be driving something. I want something with, you know, like, suspension and shit. I don't want yeah. rolls. We're going to take it. You want an American car. Well, ideally I do, yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Down yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think my character has been to pretty, uh, pretty much as one of their best customers. I, I come to Europe plenty. I always get like the expensive cars and stuff. And this particular time, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, so we yeah. see the little montage with no no sound played over it, with a kind of snooty French salesman sort of coming yeah, out, you know, Kubrick looking pointedly at his watch at what time it is, and he sort of comes up to you and murmurs at you a bit. And you nod back at him, you know, pull out some pieces of paper, hand them across, you know. Like a couple of stamp seals yeah, and things. Yeah, he, he looks at them with sort of vague disinterest. Uh, oh, oh, Dr. Strange! Of course! Dr. Strange! This model or this one? You know, and what colour would Madam like it in? Rah, 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 no problem. I'll be like, Jonathan, come over here, please. Please, which 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 one which one do you prefer? I, I quite like the shade of this one here. Um, I, I, I think Henry Ford already got them out in black, but this one, for some reason, got painted a different colour. I think I've been here before. I'm, I'm, I'm just worried about the size of the car. Oh, very nice period, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm very familiar with Model T cars. <laughs> Comes in any colour if it's, if it's black. Yeah. But they would probably have a, a, a different coloured one just for me when I come to France and I need to use a car. Oh, but that means a proper car. Model <laughs> C. Yes. yes. Even yeah. the Americans approve of it. They, they will indeed very likely be Model Cs at this point. Yeah, they probably well, have like chairbacks Ford's as well. Ford's American. American. Pete's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try and get the, the, the I'm worried about the size of the car because mm-hmm. a, a lot of people fit in the car. Do we need a four-wheel drive? They don't. They don't have they four-wheel drive. Okay. Uh, uh, so are we looking? Are we, are we looking at um, two model Cs then? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think that um, we're just going to have to manage. The, the, the terrain you're looking at for the moment is um, 
a combination of gravel and paved roads going through a variety of small European countries, essentially. Okay. I agree um, it's a risk splitting the party, but this period, we're lucky we, we can get cars. There's, there's not a heavy amount in the way of and heavily they don't have paved a roads. Running around mm-hmm. front of um, a but the cars are designed to run on gravel roads, so... The, well, the thing is, it, it all runs slower than we're used to in modern day because your car hits a whopping, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour. Kind of thing. Yeah, but, but it's comparatively it's faster than um, it's faster than hiking across France. Yeah, and we see the little um, string of montages now. He's got a little bit more uh, formula in the bottle and the couch. Yeah, he's um, your plan that I have listed based on what you had planned was to drive your way across Europe, um, across the Alps, and then take a fast boat across from the border of Italy. Are we going to be able to cross the Alps in this? No, quite certainly not. Oh, okay, so we're going to have to find a different boat. Yeah, we're getting yeah. to the Alps. Yeah. Yeah. It, but, but you're in anticipating changing modes of transport over and over, yeah. over again. That's, that's all good. As a part when of the we're thinking about making a zeppelin or something over here. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's awesome. Because it's a zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. And what we, see, what we see is the montage scene of you guys basically driving along the sort of beautiful roads of Western Europe. It's gravel roads. Um, and we see a lot of, because we're a role-playing game and therefore we have an infinite budget, we see a lot of very picturesque scenery where you drive past all the sort of classic... Um, all the classic bits and wide open fields and then you're driving through a beautiful forest, you know. Then there's the light rain coming down you stop with the cloth up and this sort of thing. Um, uh, and it pitters on your face because it's a Model T and it doesn't have perfect... Ex- yep. Sorry, not yes. They didn't fix up the Model A's. Bits of Europe are actually quite pretty. <laughs> and what you will find, the, there is no particular delay with the roads here. This will take several days at a time. You pull over and stop at hotels and that sort of thing. Stay, stay in nice, stay in nice hotels where you can, and more sort of quaintly bed and breakfast where you can't. As you head through small, small European countries, uh, at this point you are heading through both real things, the likes of Czechoslovakia and things. But because they're not, we're not going through and listing them. You're also heading through a bunch of those fictitious Bulgaria style, um, Latvia, yeah, Latvia and Bulgaria style things. So what we see in the montage is a lot of you guys driving along through beautiful countryside. Then periodically stopping on little roadblocks as men in uniform check over your cars and ask for your paperwork, and because you're actually changing from country to country to country to country. Mm, yeah, mm. there's um, lots of countries in Europe. So, brushing past all this with the montage to ensure that you do not get delayed anywhere for all these different checks and things, or un- unduly delayed. Um, this is one of those. Everyone needs to make their own one. Party majority succeeds or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it is either resources, which is not so much directly bribing them as resources is also sort of the semi-bureaucracy score. You know how this sort of thing works, how the politics and the customs and that works. Or the other one you can do is intimidation. You just kind of brush your way through and go, no, no, I'm... Uh, either piss off I'm scary or um, no, 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 I'm too important for us. Can we use both of them? Both of them in the group? Oh, no, I do need to uh, like that. So it's, it's every person making a check on yeah. your choice of either resources or intimidation. Okay. But it doesn't matter if we all make different whether, no. whether we do inti- intimidation. No. I'm doing resources. I'm doing resources. Pete has one for 
Okay, so Jonathan has no real problem busting. <coughs> wow. Success in a race. Oh. Success in two. Which one's the one that, that's a bad one? Uh, which one's you which roll dice? Which, which one, if you get a one on it, is a bad thing? Uh, your skill dice, usually. Depends what you're making, though. Okay, I'll need to redo that then. Um, no, that is merely no, a failure no. at this point. Okay. Well, oh, let's, let's it's not a quick fumble, and one-winger skill dice are only bad in a handful of specific well, situations, which is mostly when you're activating a cold thing, shooting it uh, so is, is that we only need an average success yep. though, right? So three people you're done. Three yeah. successes, two failures. Yeah. There were some scary people in our group. Yeah, they they, they, had, a problem with, they had a problem with. Pete. I think I like the customers had a problem with Pete Stagnum in one port, and the cat they were worried might have been. With yeah. Lat, it turns out Ladfear is real anti-cat because of witches. That's <laughs> <laughs> a white cat. It's fine. Yeah, no, they're they're no white cats. White cats are the devil possessed witches. Yeah, we, we see them explaining. <laughs> which you want to said? Out, you speak Latverian. Out comes the cat cage to um. Out comes the cat cage to try and um contain the, the vicious cat and they want to take it away and have it checked and quarantined and all this sort of thing until you know it'll only take a week to get through, no problem. And then Bernard strolls and says, Excuse me, do you know who this is? You told her the cat. Fairly. Um, but you tolerate it. With the two members of the use interrogation both the quarters. no, I use uh, resources. Did anyone use intimidation? Ah, Bernard used intimidation. I don't have much resources, but I'd like to bring uh, Franks with me. Oh, don't count your money? I won't count your money. You pretty much sass your way through. Um, <laughs> but it is very butlery sass. Head through a bunch of these Where different... Where he sasses you by making you feel you're not classy enough to disagree. <laughs> no problem. And... Okay, I think that... Up ahead, as you were driving forward, yeah, we yeah, see the snowy mountains. Yeah. must be the elves. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And at about that point, I think it might be time for little girls to hit the beer. So, you cross Western Europe, through all these different little countries and principalities and things, mm-hmm. and there, of course, we see long off in the horizon the, the beautiful snowy mountains of the Alps. Um, and you drive sort of towards them. Um, now... Last time we had common knowledge checks for this and got the Alps, their snowy mountains. was pretty much <laughs> the limit of, of what your party knew about them as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have no real plan for this. You have no idea whether you can simply drive through them. The road continues on for the moment. It will presumably uh, either wind through the Alps or stop somewhere. Um, there are villages and that sort of thing along the way. Um <coughs> So, up to you whether you want to sort of stop and gather information, whether you want to continue driving and hope you make it, whether you want to um, have an alternate plan um, in and of yourselves. I think we should have an alternate ha- plan, but stop and see if we can gather information. Mm-hmm. If we don't have to, if we can just drive through, that'll make it quicker. Plus, if we're going to find, like, a Zeppelin or something, we're going to need to figure out where we can fire it. It's not like finding it's not like hiring a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Zeppelin shop. Gather information checks. Okay, so this is a street streetwise is the gather information skill. As you basically stop in what is essentially one of those um, 
classic movie sort of Swiss villages. There's snow everywhere, little ruddy cheeked blonde children <laughs> playing <laughs> out in the snow kind of thing. Sorry, do we all do separate ones? Ah, uh, you can do it if you so desire. It's probably best that I don't roll because I have a minus two to it. Well, what happens if we fail? It's, it's only a problem if you crit, <coughs> if you crit fumble. Right. So your your incentive to not have everyone roll is the odds that someone will crit fumble. Um, you can cooperate on it, but you can only cooperate on roles that you are trained in, so you need at least a D4 in Streetwise to cooperate. Um, so it's, it's, it's really your choice. Your odds of crit modeling are not massively high, but if everyone rolls for it, you increase your odds of someone mm. screwing up, screwing the poach. So what if you don't crit fumble, but you achieve a zero result because you roll the, because you have a minus two? Does that qualify? You, you simply waste the time wandering okay. around town, looking at the place and asking questions of things, which is going to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so but the sort of time scale you're talking about is kind of irrelevant here. You've already spent um, you, you've already spent several days crossing Europe. You're generally planning on stopping for the night somewhere before you try and make the Alps anyway. So, the amount of time you're spending on streetwise checks is largely irrelevant. So, who's got streetwise? I have a D four. <coughs> I have a D four. I have a D four. I have a D six and a minus two. Um, but mine is minus at minus two because of one of my hindrances. So it is trained. It's just <coughs> it's just not trained well. Maybe we should just all go our separate ways then. It's D4 on the crypto sheet, don't Oh, okay. I, on my streetwise, are you sure? It's got a minus oh, two I'm thinking of my point. common knowledge, okay. Yeah, yeah it's got the, the minus twos because um, she's in American <laughs> and Pete's taking a penalty and two streetwise checks okay. in places I'll that are I'll come with yeah. you. I'll come with you and I'll translate this modern English to your English so that you're more effective. Uh, I know English. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm going to help you out because you're, you're a young girl. Also, they speak Swiss. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> the question is, do you speak Swiss? Odds are, odds are on that you will run into a number of people who speak English as well, but you will penalise your streetwise check if you don't speak Swiss. So it's one uh, additional language past past four. four. So one at D6, one at D8, yeah. one at D10. Sadly, I do not. Okay. But I'll okay. be I'll be trying to talk to the kids as much as possible. Okay, so who's okay? I'd like. Like, do you want me to turn around? Turn up because I've got a D four, no minuses or anything. Yeah. So I'm trained. Well, I, I, I also I'm rolling a D four too. I just thought that. Are you assisting each other? Or are you doing separate ones? <coughs> I also cannot. Yeah, speak what's Swiss. your gather information? D four. Well, we, do we want to so combine? It's minus one penalties for anyone who can't <laughs> speak in Swiss because um, you have to find somebody. Yeah, yeah, there, there is actually a, 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 it's a, a surprisingly large population of the village are literate in English, but you're restricted. It's not that you can't find people to talk to; it's that you're restricting your field because you only talk to about half the town, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, I shall attempt to assist whoever is. Okay. Yep. I will roll separately from these two. Okay. Yes. Primary, primary assistance. Okay, I got a six there. Uh, eight. Seven minus one, six. Okay. Seven minus six. Yeah, so Bernard generates a success which nets a plus one for you. Mm. So you are, what, six becomes seven? What were we saying you had? Um, there was an eight and a six. 
Okay. So, oh, yeah, so, so because he's assisting, what matters is how many successes <laughs> or raises he generates. Mm-hmm. So he gets a success on four, doesn't get a raise on eight. Mm-hmm. So he adds a net plus one to your roll. Which makes your eight a dice. Okay, well I got an eight, which so turned into a nine, Correct. so I got an extra, extra... So you got nine. a success and a raise. Yeah. And I got a success. Okay. So you were scary enough, and I knew the language. <laughs> Damn scary English people. You go ask around, get like you, you've you've got the little ruddy face, the those children the like the classic children. You know, yeah, will you've been having chocolate with us? Like, <laughs> like, I think there's something wrong with these people. They bob like this, like Yeah, I'm like there's something wrong with <laughs> Um, you watching the shadows, making yeah. sure she's safe. People <laughs> drive around the town making friends with the children and buying them candy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't find out anything the, useful. The, yeah, yes, there are two ways. Ra- there, there are two ways. Mamon and Papon take us by car. You can go over. The, you can go over the Alps. The road goes through, but very high, very cold, very cold. Many times, cars seize up. Or you can go around the mountains. Roads go there too, but longer. Um, of course, okay. if you are it, 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 no, they, they probably would introduce this concept to you, or you probably find it out from somewhere. But we'll, we'll get this one from Dr. Strange. The, the other one they introduce is um, the the two roads. Essentially, you've got a road going the long way around the mountains. You've got a road going the comparatively short way that winds and winds and winds and winds and winds through the mountains. Mm-hmm. But it gets very cold up there, and you risk breakdowns, and if you break down, there's really no help to be had except what you bring yourself. Um, the other one you have is you can simply go by foot, where you just climb over the mountain, um, which is actually, depending on how you go, potentially faster than a car, because you are literally almost going as the crow flies. You go up, then up, straight up, then straight down, style of thing. With your rays, <laughs> yeah. um, the other one that you find is I'm going to need to increase my street lights if I'm the one speaking all the languages. Yeah. <laughs> a D four is actually, you know, perfectly good for it. It's yeah. not like you're trying to find out anything hard here. Well, yeah. There's a, there's a, like the, your basic tourists coming through talking to the town. The mm. fact you're not taking a minus two, two to your wild dice is huge. Are you really sure you should talk to too many peasants? Uh, I'm fine with peasants. That's, that's, that, there's nothing wrong with peasants. And the other one you'll find That's is... That's why we have modern medication for. There, there is a man in town that you find on Rays who is trying to sell people on the concept of flight over the earth. <laughs> a man by the name of Otto Hein who has some sort of inflatable dirigible that, ding, ding, ding. that he says will will make it over. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> awesome. Yes, <laughs> I will inquire. So, you are directed to Herr Hein's house. Um, and... You you really can't miss this thing. You're directed, you know, ten minutes drive or so out of the main village, out into one of the and and he's got his nice little cottage, and then out the back in the field behind it, there's this huge thing. It is it is essentially a zeppelin. Um, it is this huge blimp-like balloon yeah. shaped 
shaped in the big cylinder <laughs> style of thing with some sort of mechanical carriage mm. contraption hanging off the bottom of it. All inflated, heavily tied down with a bunch of guy ropes and things. Jared, does a caravan hang off it? Sorry? Does it have a caravan hanging off it? does not have a caravan hanging off it. And you head in and start chatting to the guy um, mm. who, who speaks German, Swiss, and English. And of course you can converse with him in all three, which is mm. most impressive. And he says, yeah, I, I am here, Otto Hein. I, I have been building this, this wonderful flying machine, this model of what they are building in Germany is uh, is, is what they call a Zeppelin now. More common, more common in Germany, but here I have a dream that I will be able to heat it to such a degree that it will fly up over the Alps and down the other side. We could make the journey in a snap, in an hour. Assuming that my theories about the hydronaut gas freezing are in uh, are correct. Oh, tell me about these theories. And he... Do I pop it at this point? Yes, yeah, I assume yes. that, um, we'll that, 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 that Amanda's bought the party here. Because no. you've, you've sort of broken up a bit, gone around town. Yeah, I'm not making she, decisions by myself. She's come back and, <laughs> and, and said, ah, oh, they tell me there's this guy with the Zeppelin, and you've gone out. You've I just wanted to make sure I was there. Yep. And he, he starts into explaining the science of it style of thing. And basically, um, th- those of you who are actually scientists will understand this very easily. Zeppelins work on essentially heating the air inside them, which inflates the balloon. And then you have what are essentially motorised fans to push it forward and steer it, mm. that kind of thing. Um, all, all no problem. It is a tested, uh, a comparatively new but tested and working technology because we're using the pulp rule of 15 here. So mm. Zeppelins are built a bit earlier than they actually are. Mm. Um, however, the difficulty is in taking it over the Alps, which are extremely cold, because as it gets cold, the Zeppelin will start sinking. So yeah. it's a matter of keeping it hot enough and hoping his insulation and his plans and his coal firing systems and things are good enough that this will actually work. Yeah. So the science behind what he's explaining is comparatively sound, it's just a question of... Uh, will it when, work? Yeah, will it work? It sounds like it would be extremely useful if we had a bad scientist around. <laughs> Especially one who specialises in engineering. I'm in the bubble! You don't have a mad scientist, but I do have yes, respect in science. I am also a bad scientist. Um, would, oh, I don't have a curious as a character. That's my previous Very character that I have up here. Would this be considered bad science or just pure science? No, this is actually basic science, rudimentary science. Sweet. Um, so so I do have a defect, so I can roll to have. So, so I guess my question is, could we upgrade it to be a bit more survivable? Yeah, so, so you don't actually need to roll anything at this stage. What he's explaining sounds practical-ish, but has several holes. Hmm. And from there, it's a matter of examining the blimp, um, reinforcing it, going through, etc., etc. The problem here is that this is not the kind of thing that you're going to be able to make in theory. You can't fix it on the ground and go, now it will work perfectly. You only know whether you've got it insulated and hot enough when you get it up in the air over the Alps. So that's when you start... This is one of those things where you make the science for repair checks beforehand, you sit down and tinker with it, but it's only when you're actually up there that you roll the dice and see how well you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the little man needs changing and feeding, I suspect. Uh, Otto Hein. H E I N. So you basically, um, so so I think people are now getting a pretty good perception on how this travel kind of thing is working. You you have a few different options available to you, some of which are riskier but faster. 
slower but safer, etc., etc., etc. Because it's the kind of thing of nothing's, as far as you've been explained, driving round the Alps is just as simple as you drive there. Nothing can go wrong, but it's the slowest <laughs> route kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and we have a car already. Whereas this, this Zeppelin, you're talking basically a few days to get round, um, or several days to get round by road, um, maybe a day or two to get over by car, maybe a day or two to get over by climbing, and the Zeppelin will be very fast by comparison, if it works. And it'll but, rock. But if it doesn't, <laughs> then you will crash land on the mountain in the middle of somewhere. <laughs> you know, without your car or your, um, necessarily your survival gear or all that kind of thing. So, I propose that we take the Zeppelin on the basis that I think hiking over would be a bit challenging for some of us. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, some, some of us are elderly or small. Yeah. I'm not good at climbing. This top. Um, <laughs> that's okay, you don't have to. If we are going to take over the car or Mountain the Zeppelin, um, we risk mechanical difficulties either way because the car might not make it over. Yeah. So yeah, we got to be reliant on our engineering the, the car could, could freeze up. It is true that if well, the Zeppelin fails, when they crash into a fireball, but you know, if we were worried about that sort of thing, we'd never I'd go anywhere. I'm the blinds, I'm fine. <laughs> so this yeah. is true. I'm, I'm with Helen here. Plus, it's more awesome. Yeah. 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 What a shame the stuff falls into here. You get plenty of hot air. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well done. I have the sassiest butler mm. ever. <laughs> My character just sits here and grins all the time when he opens his mouth. You don't have a butler. You have sassy suits. So what skills is it to upgrade the balloon? The repair, I'd say. So there's actually several things, but you'll get there when you get there. So assuming people are happy with this, basically, Otto explains the science to you. It sounds sound enough. You go out... You, you go out and actually examine the Zeppelin. Um, there are people here with repair, so it's pretty obviously in relatively good neck. He's, he's clearly testing something theoretical, but he's not just completely out of his door here. Yeah, and it's going to potentially work, opposed to not potentially work. Um, the, one of the reasons that he hasn't done it himself is that he needs more crew than just one man to fly the thing successfully. So we're just but he can't get any of the villagers to help because they think he's a bit out. You know, they, they don't want to crash land and die on a mountain. So he well, wants to come with us, son of thing? Yeah, essentially he'll be coming over with you. He'll be coming over um, Flying, flying over with you. <coughs> and you'll be helping him crew the Zeppelin. And then when he lands on the other side, it's going to be his problem to work out how to get it back. Again. Yeah. I assume he can go around somehow. Yeah, he can put yeah. it in a really big mode of transport and then cart it back. Yeah. Mr. Thompson, who's scratching the big balloon? Not like he's scratching me. Tom climbs up at this point and goes poke, poke, poke into the side of the balloon. That would not be a good idea. Normally, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't protest it, but well, it's not this time. I'm testing it. Not this time. The this time would be a good. It would be good not to test it. Yeah, he, he doesn't actually flick the claws out hard, but as he pokes his, his paw in, the balloon rubber sort of flexes a bit under it and moves away. Nine, 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 nine. Not with the sharp objects. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to. I'll hold on to Thomas for now. So you spend a very pleasant evening in the Alps, um, in, in this little Swiss village, having hot cocoa and looking at cuckoo clocks and all that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> And poking around the... Switzerland's just like how I imagined it would be. Yeah. 
Yes, it's exactly how you imagined it because it's the Pops, elf and it's a little Pops, tiny village. Yeah, it's Pop Switzerland. There's, there's, there's the Alps, a little tiny village, and in the era we're in, they don't have any sort of banking thing. Yeah, although well, who knew it was in the middle of Europe? But they would have yodelers, wouldn't they? That's Germany as well. I don't know, they have yodelers. They have yodelers. Yodelers are found around mountains. Yeah. This is Pulp. I can cheat. Am, am I wildly off on my geography? Where is Switzerland? Uh, Pete thinks it's now in the middle of Europe, whereas before he didn't know where it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of knew it was cold. Yeah, he had to make an idea somewhere in Europe. Okay. And he doesn't know where anything is. Well. He's pretty reliable on hemisphere. If he's heard of a country, he can That's probably right. tell I you I used to think that Texas was at the top of America, and now I find out it's at the bottom. I'm like, okay, I'm not touching the map. <laughs> the thing is, I find that one hilarious, because while I wouldn't be able to place lots of states, Texas is just one of those well-publicized ones, because mm. that's where the Mexico border is. Yeah. Yeah. That's where Trump wants to build his wall. I don't know why I thought it was at the top of America. I suspect you were thinking of something else. It's too specific a mistake to... Um, hey, yeah. there's a cheap and easy way to make the wall. Build just it around Donald Trump. Well, that's the first well, option. The second option is just build it out of all of America's guns. Anyway, the, uh, the, uh, I heard what the, one of the American comics had a good idea. He said that there were these naked statues of Donald Trump around. He reckons they don't need a wall. Just put 60 of those across the wall. <laughs> <laughs> why did they go one of those? <laughs> okay, the question, the, the, the answer to your question is Donald Trump has naked statues of himself. Well, why? I, I did look up the Zat Brannigan reading all the yeah, That's myself. Oh. <laughs> They're amazing, aren't they? Next day, bright and early in the morning, you know, the sun picturesquely twinkling down over the snowy mountains. Um, yeah, now we will see now we will see how well this flies. What's this science? Start, you know, pulling on it. Wow, and Dan's going to be really sorry you missed a Zeppelin flight. <laughs> pulling on the things, and the Zeppelin majestically begins to rise. Although we can hope yeah. it won't be our last Zeppelin flight. Yeah. There is no particular. There is no particular problem with this. Um, what he 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 is the one piloting it. He's got people keeping a general eye out and on the various dials and levers and things for problems. Looking out just to make sure he's not going to necessarily hit anything. Um, somebody needs to be shoveling coal, which I imagine will probably be Pete, because it's yep. a very Pete sort of job. It does sound like Pete. He does also have repair in the event of emergencies, but for now he's shoveling coal. Um, and so you you head up, and this is no problem. With, with your various capacities, being awesome pulpit, we have no difficulties flying a Zeppelin through non-difficult terrain. And you rise up and up and up towards the peaks of the Alps, and then then you've got problems because now it is starting to get cold. Within the Zeppelin, it's, it's actually not so bad because you have a big source of heat in here. But there is sort of frost on the windows. Icy mist coming in everywhere. And ge- people are generally sort of starting to over their hands a bit and feeling cold. Uh, can everyone give me a vigor check? Uh, w- to which you take a penalty because of how cold it is and then get a bonus because you're in the room with fire. So it's just a flat measure check. Did you get a bonus because he's no. trying to triple cold? 
No. <laughs> it's it's a pretty small one. area, so uh, everyone's, you know, kind of next to you. I need a re-roll, because I, I rolled a one. What, what's your rigor? My rigor's a d6. I'm not. Helen? Oh. oh, it's a d10, and my wild dice is a okay, I got a five on one of them, so I passed. Wild dice. Yep, oh, that's good. Yep, no problem. So, okay. So much by. Oh, you can get a win though. Bernard, you were getting. I rolled a win before. Um, You take what is a fatigue level here. You will see on your um, down your defences, you have two fatigue boxes. So Mm. basically, take all across. Of course. Take your cross off whatever method you want to use. So basically, you are now at minus one to your various dice rolls. Um, getting over the how, how you because fatigue represents everything that isn't pure physical or social damage. Um, how you get over it specifically depends on what's happened to you. In this case, you're basically cold. As soon as you get out of the Alps and get warm again, the problem will just go. You probably away. gave me your code. But can you fix, can you fix that yourself, Bernard? Don't you have? Anti-cold magic? Oh, yes, can I pour myself a nice hot cup of tea for my friends? You certainly could. I shall. Oh, proper. <laughs> Maybe with a dip uh, of brandy? Tea with brandy? So you're using, really you're using your amazing <laughs> butling spell for a palace here. Oh, it's a one of my school books. Okay, <laughs> that is actually relevant. Let me... Does somebody want to re-roll Bernard's magic trick? Well, let me actually look it up and see how we're going. Um... Okay, so... How do you catch yourself in fire? <laughs> it was just the brain I swear. Well, I'm feeling warmer now. For starters, when you, when you do that, as soon as you try and uh, activate your super butler powers and get the hot tea and see if it's the right hot tea, you spend the power points. Succeed or fail, you know, burn through them. Um, which is probably relevant because you're doing a relatively quick trip here. They come back at one an hour, but um, you might be you'll probably be doing things for the next hour. So, as opposed to if you just generically did it while you're crossing Europe, I wouldn't even bother to track it because it'll be back before we run into anything else. Um, when you roll a one on your spellcasting die, your skill die, regardless of your wild dice, you become shaken. If you're already shaken, this wounds you. However, in this case, it is not a particular concern because you are quite cold. So you spend a bit of extra time doing this, and we'll, would spend what would be comparatively a couple of rounds unshaking yourself, but because we're not tracking it rounds by round, it doesn't matter so much. I'm shaking so much and spilling tea. Yeah. So I'll try again. Yeah. You warmed up your uh, hands, yeah. however. You, you actually still succeed on that, however. Oh, because yeah. you've got a five on the wild dice, oh, okay. which minus, you still get the minus one, because you are presently fatigued. Yeah. Because you, you, you're trying to fix right, the fatigue, so you get yeah. the minus one. To it. But that still gives you a four. Right. So you succeed in getting the spell off, you also become shaken, which does, which isn't a problem in this circumstance. But you can see, like, in the middle of combat why that's a yeah, problem. Yeah. Um, but yes, you, you, it's, it's quite possible to screw yourself on the skill dice and that's succeed. That's right. Because, because you can ace repeatedly on the wild dice, you can actually succeed with eight raises and still <laughs> backlash yourself. Right. So does, does he get rid of the fatigue? Yes, he does. Awesome. You just... You were shaking so much, you're almost shaking. And yeah. <laughs> as you start to hit the apex, um, that's where things begin. As you start to hit the peak in the apex of the highest point you're crossing. Not literally. Yet. Sorry. Uh, you haven't literally run into it. Yeah. <laughs> but aerial, in the air, you're hitting the apex in the air, the highest point yeah. you're 
head on your journey. Um, mm. The Zeppelin begins to shake, and people do the classic Star Trek stagger around <laughs> as we shake the camera style of thing. Um, <laughs> frost icing up the windows. Uh, and here we hit the point of the true trial. This will be the coldest point we will cross, this the highest. We will have to see how the repairs hold up. And the Zeppelin shakes and begins to... The fire starts to flicker out, and it goes up and down and shakes a bit. And now we see how well people have done for this. So there are a string of um, assorted checks associated with this. Um, for one thing, there will be... So let me explain how this works before you start rolling things. It's essentially a sort of skill challenge for the party. So there will need to be a science check to see how well you fixed the Zeppelin in and the first place. Um, oh, well, let Jared explain before we start allocating things. Uh, successes on... You, you will need to fail on that very badly to make the situation worse. Successes on it will make everything else better, however. Um, you need what will be another vigor check to essentially shovel as much coal as you can in as fast as you can. It, it's pretty arguable between vigor and strength, but I think because you're only going to get a shovel's worth in anyway, it's vigor because it's just <laughs> hard hitting through, because this is taking place over the span of ten minutes or so. Sweet. Um, and the other one will be as bits of the Zeppelin, as bits of glass begin to crack and little icicles go up the side, little holes appear in the balloon and things, then it will be repair for somebody to run over and, and do these things, mm. patch them up and things. So the science ones uh, have happened retroactively because this is what you did in the first place. However, oh no, he says, it's a hole over there, someone must patch it, while I pilot. Um, so the repair check and the vigor check can't be made by the same person. The scientists can be doing whatever because you were doing that beforehand. Um, on top of that, people can either take over his piloting, he seems relatively competent, or you can assist him on his piloting. Do you see how you um, do with that? I'm a D4 minus 2 on everything except for the vigor. <laughs> well, you can't help me shovel coal. You're an old lady. Yeah. I, I need to help somehow. Yes, I'm you, shoveling you, coal. You can... <laughs> Yes, you can assist each other in this, and because um, you only need to be trained in the skill for cooperative roles. Like, essentially, if you're not trained in repair, then you don't know how to go over and help the repairing guy enough to actually be useful. Mm. Whereas Vigor, even if you're not trained in it, well, any idiot can shovel coal. You might yeah. do it badly, but... Um, I'm okay, I've got you, you can move the coal from the little pile to the big pile. <laughs> Carefully. You mean the big piles and the little pile? So yeah, you, you can move... I, I'm doing the actual shoveling into the furnace. The yeah, and, and that's such a protest. Let us see the sort of job that you've done in putting the Zeppelin together in the first place. So this is the science check. Okay. Who is rolling it slash assisting slash whatever? Well, uh, you can't all roll separately because you're working on the same device. You have to um, I have a D6 science, and I think out of everyone here today, that's the highest science. Yeah. What do, do you, you have, have Susan? I don't have science. Okay. I oh, don't have science. You don't? No. And you're a member of the Royal Academy of Science? <laughs> yeah, that's because I'm from freaking a cult scientist. Ah, uh, right, you're a cultist, yeah. <laughs> and I'm rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. archaeology. Her husband was probably the more yeah, science. No, 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 yeah. that, that's fair enough, actually, because occultism, it's the sort of occultism you do, is a science. <laughs> it's merely not the sort of science that you so need I to get to I would be primary. Yeah, I'll assist. Anybody else assisting? 
Pete would be more hindrance than help. Oh, that was an explosion. Eh? Uh, hey? Uh, nothing. Okay. So. <coughs> go, go, Jonathan Zeppelin repair. <laughs> <laughs> he so went, that's my thing. The Zeppelin buckles and shakes, shakes and does the Star Trek shake style of yeah. thing. But very much just cosmetically. You you have gone over and looked over his science and suggested he changes his cold ratios and, and releases the lever a bit more so it's got a bit more flow on, on the gas release and that sort of thing. And you 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 are it is performing to the expectations that you have you expected once you've made all the improvements. Yeah. So that's that's all doing quite well then. Um, so this is going to aid on both the piloting and the repair role. Sweet. Um, then we come to shoveling the coal. <coughs> so let's work out who's doing what. Yeah, so, so at this point, three things are happening simultaneously. Otto is piloting the thing, or someone's taking over for him if they think you're a better pilot. Um, or, or they can be assisting him, or none of you can do it because there is an NPC doing it. Um, a hole is forming over the side that someone needs to repair. Um, and there is coal to be shoveled to keep you up and going. Pete is going to shovel coal because What's he's your bigger? D10. Okay, I'm definitely helping you. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so if alright, so you're helping me under protest <laughs> and you're moving stuff from the big piles of the little pile carefully. Yeah. You're an elderly lady and you shouldn't be doing I'm this a very all. vigorous elderly lady. <laughs> and you explicitly are yeah. that's what the hindrance elderly means. I, it cost me a lot of money, I'm not that <laughs> Keep, keep in mind that Otto, uh, um, as looks like a reasonably accomplished pilot, but he is a minor NPC, which means he won't get a wild dice on this. All right, so Peter, Peter reluctantly, uh, Doctor Strange is shoveling coal. Yeah. Uh, that leaves three potential characters to assist with the repair and the piloting, and someone needs to do the repair. I can't do repair. I don't have the time. I have trained in deep. You can still do it. You just can't cooperate with other people. On it. All right, but Mara's got trained in a D4, and Jonathan's okay at piloting. What about you, Bernard? Did you do I? No. Okay. Shall we call? Such is my person. A D4? Every little bit helps. Yeah. Yeah. Can't hurt. Okay. It, it, All right. It, it Your job is to keep an eye on her. It can only hurt if he fumbles it. And that's when he whacks you in the head. Like the butler does. Yeah. Like you're all like the, the granny can't do it. The butler's <laughs> got to do it for her. It's like the granny's got more bigger than the butler. Uh, that, that'd be my buddy. Yeah. Uh, the fog is quite thick. If someone gives the eye out, force the obstacle. It's quite thick, isn't it? Okay. So. Yes. We heard it. Yeah, I didn't. Huh? The fog yeah. is quite thick. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let us see how well we are doing first. We will start with the piloting. Otto is going to make his piloting check. Jonathan's assisting? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Thank goodness wow. for Jonathan. Holy okay. shit. <laughs> Holy shit. That's 20. Okay, so it would have been better having Jonathan drive this. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know he was going to explode four times. Um, wow. So Otto is fighting to keep it under control, and at some point loses the wheel and staggers back away from it. You step in and grab it and heroically wrestle the thing. And Basically take like a dramatic music. It's on the super quiet, yeah. mysterious bit. Oh, well. Just for this peak energy Peace. moment. <laughs> Wow. It's a success. 
success in four races. <laughs> Alright, that's that's five that's a plus five. Okay, that's quite a lot. <laughs> and he'll get a bonus for the science as well. That's the problem is you don't know when things are gonna explode like that. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this wasn't a it's so peaceful saying this. I think you were changing it. To yes, yes, but I don't know what they are without the things in front of me. Someone could get you the CD case. They could, but so is he, if you want to, if you want it to make, it'll be in front of the stereo. It's all over there. Send the cat. He's doing nothing. <laughs> I worry, especially on record, I'm not. I'm perfectly capable of shoveling a coal, and I'm not comfortable about having an elderly lady and a British guy. Oh my gosh, I'm a vigorous. I'm a vigorous lady. You're really fine. not. I am sparky for my age. Sprightly, like, sprightly for my age. She can look after herself. Oh, that's Track fifteen. That is a bit lucky. Track fifteen is careful. That's what Paul achieved. Yeah. So, that was a success in well. four raises. When it doesn't blow up in my face. For the brain. <laughs> so I make that a plus five for the pilot. Yes, there's a plus five which brings Otto up to a success for the raise. Um, um, and you're factoring in that the science is not science bonus. Cool. So. You really like Luna, don't you? <laughs> you stole my cat. I thought you hated my cat. I thought you were busy. <laughs> I was getting a CD cover. I wasn't that busy. <laughs> This is a rare moment. <laughs> you know when it's like as soon as you come in, he like gently puts the cat down and then pretending that one's doing Yeah, I noticed she's got five with two J's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wake it and told you there's going to be an insult on him. <laughs> so the vessel does the Star Trek shake for a moment and then stabilizes as Jonathan and Otto heroically Sorry. wrestle the helm back under control. So everything's perfectly level here. So people aren't going to be facing other problems. Sweet. Okay. Um, Cold shovelers. Yeah, we're not right. shuffling horizontally now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, vertically. Okay, make your assist checks for Pete if people wait for check. Okay, I got a four. Nine. I succeed. Okay, so you both succeed, so that gives you a plus two to my nine, so that puts it up to an eleven. Okay. So, you will keep the balloon. You will keep the balloon going quite quickly. Um, so you cross over the coldest bit and start coming down again. Um, and Mara, you are over on the side pulling out some of the sealant and glue and things that are here, trying to patch it. Uh, the good news is you get two bites of the apple here. If you fail one repair check, it, nothing bad happens, and, and then you get another crack at it. Cool. So. Right. Because you have sufficient time because they bring it down out of the cold, you're not stuck up in the coldest bit. Mm. Yes. Oh, yes. Podium everywhere. Seventeen. Okay. 
there was explosion all over and the wall and they totally had zeppelins in the future yeah, the, the little rip starts to appear and it's going <laughs> as the air starts to come through the hole you just patch it over as you can see the pattern of where it's going to spread before it gets there so you're reinforcing before it even breaks nice either that or um, oh you, you're seeing the pattern in the future I was going to say, either that or you've done these kind of repairs to the time ship in flight. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not so much seeing it before it happens as she can predict with her repair yeah. skill where it's going to break and where the stress fractures yeah. are and reinforces those before there's a problem. Okay, so at this point you have the Zeppelin well under control and... What is this? Yeah, yeah, there it is working, just as we predicted. Well done, well done, team, well done. <laughs> And the Zeppelin starts to drift majestically down the other side, completely under control, just making a slow controlled descent about half the way from the other side. I come around and on the back. Nice piloting, buddy. And it lands on the other side quite successfully, no problems, advancing your journey by several days. Can you add two success markers? Yeah, the thing is, that's what you get for taking the dangerous option, because the failure condition, of course, is you crash the Zeppelin on top of the mountain, then you have to survive the burning Zeppelin wreck, climb out, and still get down the mountain. I admit Pete's decision to go that way was slightly factored in his knowledge that he can survive a burning Zeppelin wreck. Of course, all Amanda and Mara have to do is be thrown clear. (laughs) They just turn up later. (laughs) Yes, on the other side of the elves. How'd you get down here? We lashed together some some dogs and made a sled. Mountain dogs. (laughs) Mountain goats. I yeah. held the arms and legs of my cat. We rode down. <laughs> you both have death defiance. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that is all good. You have made it. Dramatic. All six of them had death defiance. That's the GM's bane. <laughs> That's when the GM just That would be kind of close. cool. You'd just deliberately be aiming to collapse every temple you enter. There's the fastest route of living. That's the, the fact that all the players have to explain how they pronounce it. Yeah. When a doubt blow it up. We so made it over the Alps by Sibyl. That's pretty pulpy. Yeah. I have 20 tracks listed here, but it says 22 on the stereo, so I've obviously done something wrong there, which is why I can't find the right things. Oh, I'll fix it for next week. Uh, yeah, and as we see on your map here, you basically float over the Alps and land in the one city that is famously in Italy, which is, of course, Rome. Yay! Awesome, in Rome. And um, people are out. Can I get you to take the... Maybe he wants to be upside down and that's more your your area. <laughs> People are cheering. He's and doing it. <laughs> he doesn't need look like an upside down baby. He's had most of a bottle. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Speaking of bottles. Oh, mamma mia. Oh, mamma mia. He's there are several people clapping and applauding as you bring your zeppelin down. They have seen it coming for some distance off over the hill, of course. Is there a stereotypical fat plumber with a red hat? But, but of course. He's standing next to the fat guy who's selling pizza, <laughs> shouting a mamma mia as he flips at the pizza. <laughs> it's a travel through stereotype lab. <laughs> it's the pulp universe. <laughs> Oh, no. It takes me back to that, um, that animated thing um, with the 
dog lawyer and he went to the law thing and we watched it and it had him laughing around um, around the back of the judges' stand. This is all like big butts and I cannot lie and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you really want the alternative where I meticulously historically research every one no, of these no, random no. locations? We're not, we're not playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> okay, so we make it into Rome. What's our next move? Um, so where are we? Yeah. <laughs> From here, it is relatively simple. Um, you take a fast you take a fast boat from Rome across the Mediterranean, sweet, to reach Egypt. Nice. All right. Um, which is so comparatively simply done that there are no ships involved in doing it. Right. Um, you simply get on a boat. Again, there are, there are plenty there are plentiful boats crossing. And it's just, it's essentially your resources, you don't need to roll your resources check, but your resources check defines the sort of thing you cross across on. Yeah. So it is a nice, you know, luxury liner style of thing. Yeah, with the swimming pool on it and all that kind of thing. I'd like to say every time we have one of these montages or uh, quick travel events, there's going to be a quick scene where I'm taking a photograph or something. I, I hope you get a photograph of Bog running. Oh, yes. <laughs> and... <coughs> The one thing we will have here, as you cross this boat, as you cross the Mediterranean on this boat, it's pasted into Jonathan's book just above the phrase "slightly care." <laughs> uh, two things, actually, well I remember. Um, one of which is you receive your XP from the previous session, um, which is essentially one XP. Nice. So if you flip over your thing, your character sheet there is an XP track on the other side. You go up by one to twenty-one. You advance at twenty-five, and. The way XP works in this is essentially um, <coughs> you get one a session for doing doing the adventure, essentially. Because anything you do is inherently adventurous. So every session that goes by, you get one XP. You get two XP if you accomplish something in, in particular, and you get three XP if you do something super awesome in that style of thing. So that, that's the XP system. Relative to D&D, you have really low XP. Because we didn't use it for Legacy of Fire, but by 13th level, you're looking at having like 150,000 XP to yeah. level up. It feels great at first levels, <laughs> and then you get kind of a little bit, you know, 100,000 XP. So, what does it mean anymore? It's the whole thing. Yeah, I, I can, now that we've had the exciting Zeppelin thing. I need to fix my labels. Can we made it without even using a life raft? So, the one that we will be doing as we cross um, as we cross the Mediterranean is doing an interlude, Ooh. which, if people remember this from Legacy of Fire, we used it there as well. Yes. Um, interlude, 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 interlude. Is there here so this is essentially when you were just having random downtime. In this case, you're basically. In, in the Medi- in the beautiful sunny Mediterranean on your boat, uh, if anyone was fatigued from cold at this point, you just shake it off automatically as soon as you start getting warm and dry and everything else. Um, Mediterranean. And it's always sunny in the Mediterranean. We have an interlude, which is basically someone here will be giving a tale of you know their backstory or their hopes and dreams or talking about their character in some way. Um, and you 
you can either make something up yourself or you can be prompted by the random card that gives you the style of tale you're doing. And typically as a table, you get the option to um, uh, get other people to cue you. You know, gee, you know, so if Bernard leads off with something like, it was frightfully cold in the mountains, and then Grant says, ah, yes, frightfully cold, wasn't it? Ah, speaking of cold, says Pete, I have a great story about cold. Rah, rah, rah. <coughs> Natalie uh, wasn't a captain yet, just a major. Um, so, is there anyone who either particularly wants to go or particularly doesn't want to go? Um, we have random methods of determining it otherwise. The definite silence means no one is at either camp. Okay. Yeah. So, one, two, three, four, five. That would be Adam. Yeah. Would you like a card? Yes, please. Okay. Just to be Tell us about the future. Can you see the card? Yeah. Bring forth the cards. <coughs> uh, and the, the benefit to doing this is A, it's, it's role playing stuff, and B, you get hero points out of it. Didn't we get hero points last time? No, he started the game last time. I got one. Spades. Victory. Tell the group about a great victory or personal triumph in your adventurous past. How did it affect her afterwards? Was there a reward of some kind? That style of thing. So have a ponder on that. Mm. Okay, I did think of something. Yep. Uh, is it okay to use, like, a... Fictional monster? Yeah, no Sweet. Okay, so... You're, you're making the facts up as you go. As long as they don't blatantly contradict in, in story. You know, let me tell you about the time I killed Phileas Fogg and why it's now a zombie Phileas Fogg. <laughs> no, no. Uh, this was the... Uh, one of the times I was helping... Uh, basically, okay, here's the scene. Mara is on the ship up near the... Uh, is it the bow that's the front? Yeah, the bow. The bow. And she's got one hand under her chin and she's thinking back to a past event with a little smile on her face. Mm-hmm. And the screen goes all wavy as it's a sort of flashback thing. And it's her and um, the professor uh, working on the time machine. As they're working on the time machine, one of the... Um, Bits malfunctions and um, basically ex- explodes a bit. And when she wakes up, Mara finds herself in a dark forest. She decides to try and find some help since she has no idea where she is. And she starts heading towards a town that's down the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. But before she reaches the town, a creature jumps out of the woods. Part man, part wolf, snarling, ready to strike. Mara backs away, trying to think her way out of this, when suddenly a tree to the left explodes as a hand comes out and grabs the werewolf by the throat and throws it through the trees. 
As Akbar gets up, she takes a look at his saviour. He is a big man, rather strange haircut, with bolts coming out of his neck. Yes, Frankenstein's monster, thank you. Um, as she's about to thank the man, she hears, she hears the noise of an angry crowd coming up the hill. They have pitchforks and torches, and they go, ah, ah, kill the monster, kill the monster. Kill the beast. Look, he's about to attack this girl. Kill the monster, kill the beast. She's like, stop. She's like, don't you dare harm him. What you should be fighting is getting is that wolf. And then she spends a good half hour using her persuasion to talk the villagers mm-hmm. out of killing um, Frankenstein's monster. And we see the, the sort of montage of the villagers start to look a bit sheepish and a few of them kind of <laughs> blow out the burning torch. Mm-hmm. Put their hands behind their back. We're not, yeah. We didn't tell you to kill them, just to talk sternly at them. When they um, achieve the correct level of uh, sheepishness, mm-hmm. I take Frankenstein's uh, monster's head, uh, gently take him to the crowd, and I introduce him <coughs> to the crowd, and the crowd to the monster. Ooh, yeah. yeah, he wasn't that dumb, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know if he talked though, did he? Yes, he did. Yeah. He, he did. He taught himself English. Oh, cool. And yeah, I introduce him and get a conversation going between him and the villagers. About <laughs> um, an hour of this, everybody's um, actually around the campfire talking, they're having a jolly good time, and suddenly there's a flash, and I'm back in the laboratory. <laughs> Would quite like to have heard this story. Can this be something that you're actually recounting as you that evening or whatever, as you if you remember it over the bow and you recounted it is meant to be something where we all get to know your character okay um so possibly as you as I'll, I'll, I'll pull something out of my um out of my pocket and it's got a um it's a picture of the villagers and <coughs> the monster at that like point a, like a deal. photo of the monster kind of going Looming you know, on the back. She's from the future. Holographic. No, the no. I, I didn't bring anything from the future. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, at this point, either Jonathan or Peter can be looking over my shoulder at the She kind of talked them down at the seventh level, I think. Yeah. The movie, and by the time they went to look, the werewolf had looked off. <laughs> That's a very pop-pop ending. Yeah. 
Oh, awesome. You never know if a werewolves are a thing. Until Twilight. Well, likely until we go to Transylvania. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster may be living in peace in some little village with a bunch of villagers, but I'm guessing the werewolves still out there looking for, uh, looking for the person who, the one that got away. Yep. <laughs> so, at this point, um, <coughs> if Luke's going to be calm, he can stay on. If he's really fussy, he can go and do. And at any point, we can translocate him to bed. Yep. And he can just wiggle the shriek there and possibly settle down a bit. Yeah, I think, uh, given how shrieky he is, I'd prefer to keep him on one of us, and I'm happy for that to be me. That's right. We can do on me for the moment. I'll just reach up my while he's starting. Okay. And your boat brings you up in the city of Cairo. Egypt. Yeah. Of course, the boat comes, you know, up and then up across the Mediterranean, you know, up the Nile as it's wont to do. And you see beautiful Cairo in Egypt, which of course has the, the classic baking sun, the heat waves going down over it, and the great pyramids out in the desert, huge big shapes of towering over the city, creating shadows out across the place. And as you go in and enter modern day 1899 Cairo. Um, it is the, the classic sort of Arabic bazaar style of thing and as you walk in off the docks there are lots of merchants around. Hello, you know, salam, good day to you all, your finest silk in all of Cairo style of thing. <laughs> dates, fresh dates, fresh dates and figs <laughs> will not poison your monkey, guarantee. <laughs> monkeys, non-poisoned monkeys, get them here. <laughs> There's an Indiana Jones joke in here. Yeah. Eclipse many people have. Yeah. No, get, no, I got it. I'll, I'll probably get one of the, um, what are they called, the, the head, the scars that go over the head and protect you from the sand and stuff. Yeah. Voice of the editor. Uh, here we lost about ten minutes or so of recording, uh, in which our heroes made a dinner appointment with Mrs. Whittingham, the contact in Egypt. Unfortunately, there are other people competing for her attention at dinner. Bryce Billingham, American oil tycoon. Gaston Lavache, a French gambler, Madame von Tuffel, Mrs. Whittingham's medium and spiritualist, and Dietrich Stosser, a German archaeologist. A social combat begins. Okay, social combat. We've got 40 minutes. That should be potentially enough time. Yep. Oh my gosh. So what the enemies we're up against? We have Gaston Lavache. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry with that. Of yeah. Um, Bryce Billingsworth, the fat American tycoon. Uh, Mrs. Whittingham. Um, Madame Von Tuchel. Ooh, that's mysterious. Um, and... We need the gypsy, don't we? Uh, oh, no, they need the gypsy. Egyptologist associate Dietrich. Oh, they're here, are they? Yeah. So, if and when we draw draw play cards, roll for social initiative. Yep. Roll for social initiative. Draw play cards. Draw play cards. That's right. Yeah. Um, Is before I start dealing these out, Mm -hmm. is anyone here quick or level headed or anything like that? The ones that give you extra cards. Um, little hit against combat. Oh, it's a social combat. It is, it is. It's quick effects, both. Quick and little hit effect, right? Uh, no. So you get two cards and take the better, basically. I assume my whole butler delay thing that's only for normal combat, not social. Uh, 
You'd probably want the other party to speak first, wouldn't you? So. Yeah, that, that applies to cautious. Uh, Jonathan's cautious as well. Yeah, uh, cautious doesn't require you to spend the first round not in combat. That's that's cocky. Right. Ah, right. Cautious is the one where you show up late, but your one's cautious plus cocky. Yeah. Um, Bernard probably needs before he engages in conversation. He needs to make yes, sure that Doctor Strange that, has enough tea. That doesn't <laughs> apply to social combat. Oh, oh so. But he does it really fast because he's a butler. That's his fine. A four for Jonathan? Oh, in fact, he can make snarky comments while serving tea because... <laughs> a six for Peter. Peter. It's a little out of his depth. A queen, one assumes. Or um, bird. A four for Doctor Strange. Five for the bag of rats. Five for Madame Von Tuchel. Eight for Dietrich Strasser. The Ace of Spades. The American will be going first and loudest. <coughs> There's a lot of low cards here. Okay. Uh, just get out a bunch of um... There's some, some general polite chit-chat for about half an hour to you know, get a vague idea of who these people are and what they're about and that sort of thing. Um, and of course it's appropriate that you have dinner you know then afterwards as you're having wine and coffee and that sort of thing that's when you get down to the hub of business and what you're about and people are just sort of thinking about how to formulate their various pictures and then there is the <coughs> from Billings wow. as he bur- Billingsworth as he burps quite loudly bites down the cigar and Oh, this is going to be an embarrassing day to be in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't look like your finest representative. Um, One question: Does he look like Donald Trump in a ten gallon hat? No, uh-huh. he's he's quite uh, actually boring on quite a beast. Uh-huh. Does he look like the Texan from The Simpsons? He, he does basically look like the Texas oil tycoon from The Simpsons, <laughs> being a bit less cartoonish. <laughs> but not well. much. Wow, you've got a you've got a hand at no guy whose descriptor is fat. No, he's fatter than Trump. <laughs> well, Trump's not exactly fat. No, exactly he's kind he's kind of hefty. Yeah, but this guy's yeah. obese. Yeah. Blows smoke out across the room into people's faces and that sort of thing. Um, whale, whale, whale. I reckon y'all have come quite a long way to be here. Well, uh, if I don't mistake that accent, sir, and I never mistake an accent, I'll make you from Minnesota, correct? It's Pittsburgh. Uh, Close enough. Close enough. Important thing is, know who you're dealing with out here. There are people in Cairo that are untrustworthy sorts. People you want to get in touch with, and people you don't, if you know what I'm saying. Can't trust them locals. Now me, I'm always looking for some good investment opportunities, looking to see where the money is to be made. Boy, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Well, I say, I say, I say, boy. Oh, God, he's far called like, <laughs> I say, I say, boy, 
I think you could you know, I think you could make yourself some money round here in Cairo. You look like you've got a, a strong working arm there and a strong back. You you forget these these Egyptologists and these scientists and they're learning these bloody daddies. We'll find something for you to do under the employment of Bryce Billingsworth. Or I didn't make my fortune in black gold. Boy, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what. And he starts he starts pitching this job offer to <coughs> Okay, and let's say... Uh, he makes a social attack on you. Yep. Uh, using his persuasion, however, you find him kind of generally crude and unlikable and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a stick. <laughs> oh dear. He exploded. Uh, so that, mi- minus his two for being crude, um, is at a six versus your grace. That exceeds my grace. I'm, um... It's not that I want to accept his job offer. It's hard to not pay attention to him. It's, it's just um, Peter's put off by the put, yeah. Peter's put off by his natural and earnest desire to um, yeah, like find a way to you know. In these, if we were in a room full of Americans, he could just give him a plain spoken no. But he gets caught up in trying to be polite, and it sends him down the wrong road. The guy is very loud and in your face. Yep. So. So Pete gets flustered, or more specifically shaken. That exceeds my grace by a two minutes. Uh, my grace is a four. Okay, so that that me- merely means he hits you at this stage. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't hit you with a raise because yep. that he did an eight four. Then he's rolling against <coughs> ro- rolling um, social attack damage against your thing. Yep. Um, so this is is a, a fairly standard. Um, yeah. argument of sorts. He is somewhat compelling and certainly given that what he's trying to do is, is grab your attention, he's doing that relatively well. Uh, so that would be a 7 against your resolve. Oh, and that exceeds my resolve by 2. Okay, so you are shaken but yep. not socially wounded. Oh, and that is Bryce Billingsworth. And I have an 8. You want to beat me? Yes, 2 pounds can. Queens. So, I believe it's reds first. Yes, it's reds first. Hearts, diamonds, club spades. I would probably find the gypsy lady the most um, interesting one at the table. I am Madame Von Tufel. Weather Von Tiffel. Yes, my child. I sense a strange destiny about you. Must <laughs> be. I have spent most of my time in England and don't know a lot about your people. Perhaps you could educate me. Ah. Roll! <laughs> oh, yes. That's 11. Okay. Uh, that will hit and exceed her grace. Yay! So you are rolling 3d6 plus 1. 3d6 for a standard argument. <laughs> plus 1. This is a too much damage. Did damage dice explode? Yes. Your cute little munchkin that destroys things. Twenty. Did you take her down in one hand? I'm head of time. 
I don't think anybody's Ooh, asked her about a pain before. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was three words. Yep. You just took <laughs> it down and went to her. Like a circle roll. She will make a circle roll on that because otherwise she's actually going to be incapacitated. I, wow. I think she's rather shocked somebody asked about her people. Yeah, well, I suspect that yeah, the take it out result is she spins the rest of the thing talking. You know, she's distracted by you. <laughs> that will, um drop it down by a whopping one. Um, this is not out completely. Uh, that will bring her to three wounds, at which point she will quite happily <coughs> offer the condition. Ah, you seek to expand your mind beyond your knowledge, to learn of my people and the realms beyond. Let me tell you, child, and she continues to pontificate at some length. Um, she, she goes on about her amazing occult powers and all the various spirits she has summoned, um, it doesn't actually so much g- gives a lot of answers about you know the Romani and you know her grand grand grandmother was a seer and her grandmother before her had the sight. And the spirits have always spoken to her family, and she will continue to go on at some length at you or anyone she can grab at. Once she gets going in this tangent, she starts shamelessly self-promoting. <laughs> Uh, she will effectively offer her a concession of she's going to spend the rest of the party rambling about how awesome she is and cease to participate in the social combat, effectively. Wow. Nice. One hit. <laughs> One hit. And wow. I took out a uh, Betty, so... And, and Dietrich, <laughs> Dietrich also keeps sort of trying to interrupt her somewhat and things, and she just kind of talks over the top of him. Yes, he's... <laughs> the spirits tell me. That it is T. Butler. Oh, for I think kick ass. Can you take two actions in social combat? Oh no, they have to be separate types of actions. Uh, yes, you can. You can't make the same action twice. <laughs> you can't roll two persuasion checks even against different targets. Right. You can, however, like intimidate one persuasion <coughs> other style of thing. Right. But um, you and you take the most right. the action penalty for it. What about the spell casting? Yep. Same. So okay, I'm gonna cast a spell and intimidate something. Yep. Go for it. So, so what are you trying to do? Um, first of all I think um Standing in between Mr. Bullingsworth <laughs> and Mr. Morrison, I, I, I think need some refreshments there. So, uh, yep. So she'll attempt to block that. So that is. Oh, I failed. The cigar smoke. It's really a nice offer. Pete appreciates it, but the cigar smoke. Yeah, just kills the taste of the coffee beard. Finds way around. I must clear this area. Your other half points have come back to it if that wasn't obvious. Yeah, yeah, I guess that. Um, He can still make one roll if he fails the other one, can't he? Yes, yes. It's it's merely you spend power points on the spell and it doesn't do anything. Um, Mr. Lavouche. Uh, Le- uh, oh, no. Le- it, it is Levash. Of course it is. A quiet word to the side here. I, I can see exactly what you're after here, and there is no point, believe me. This is polite company, and if you cause disruption, you'll be kicked so hard out of this hotel that you'll uh, cross on the road. <laughs> What a I have never been so spoken to as All right. Do you know who I am? I am Gaston Lavache. 
And your lady will be panting to talk to me in a moment. <laughs> Do not think uh, you can block Gaston Levache. No, no. I want to spend one of mine. You, you um, tried to... <laughs> it, it's the croissant thing. It's too awesome. <laughs> 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 so that is either a plus one or a re-roll. Rather. I'd recommend Plus the re- one one. No, yeah, you need the reroll, but I think that's remember thinking. that you're also trying to hit his grace, so it's an unknown number. It's not I, I, I just, I just can't see the crystal. I, it, it's just a random spare fact. It's not a hideous price. Are you remembering that you have um, bonuses or things? Are, are you a taunter? Ooh. I am a taunter. Yes, I thought that was for other combat, not social combat. No, it's yeah, specific. Plus two just marks tricks and intimidation. Uh, so, specifically. Because I thought they were the tricks that you can take <laughs> in normal combat. Uh, yes, they are, but. um us turn them into a croissant. <laughs> yes, please. Take him down before he annoys me. So, taunter. Uh, you're an expert at taunting, harassing, or otherwise infuriating your foes. You get a plus two to smarts tricks. Um, which you can actually use here at Social Combat as well. They, they can shake him and things. Right. Um, and intimidation rolls made to annoy or infuriate a foe. However, the price for this is you're at minus two to inspire fear, mm. because Bernard doesn't scare people, he just annoys them. However, you, you are aiming to annoy him. At this so that's a, that's a 13, because that cancels exactly. out the minus two for acting. Whereas if you're sort of leaning in and saying, go away or I shall stab you with my buttering knife, he's going to not necessarily blow you off the penalty on the roll, but you take the penalties there. Right. So, oh, so what does that give? Okay, that will quite comfortably succeed with the race. <laughs> so you get the 3d6 plus one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long term. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for letting me contribute to that. Thank you. Um, eight plus one is nine. Uh, Maybe croissant him a little. Tiny <laughs> toasting. It should definitely shake him at the end. We no. had first, um, there was a French guy. And my character went up to him. Who she, this was Polly, who is a female reporter, and she went up to him to get information. But the only way to do that was the, where where we needed to go was upstairs. And this is the one that Helen and Helen's character and mine knocked out because <laughs> really, it was just too annoying. Um, but he kept appearing throughout it, and he scarred Susan for life. <laughs> He splutters. Oh, how dare you! I've never been spoken to in such a fashion by a mass servant. And flusters and blusters at you and that sort of thing. You, you definitely got him distracted. You don't appear to have actually bothered him all that much, though. He's shaken but not wounded. He's got some pretty good resolve. And this is Dietrich. So. He has, you know, had enough communication with you guys to realise you're, you know, expeditions, Egyptologists, rivals for his funding, etc., etc. Mrs. Whittingham, I did not know we would be getting more guests, and particularly such other such other so such other so-called Egyptologists. (laughs) 
Wow, you got numbered. The is thrown. You don't realise uh, I actually have really good social combat skills. I'm, I'm not un- judging that. I am led to understand, Mr. Hannah, that you consider yourself an Egyptologist. I wonder then what it is you would make of the claims that the third what you would make of the claims that the third dynasty swept in from the east, not the west, as this as this currently reflected in our history books, and starts trying to up this academic <laughs> style of debate with you. I'm good with that. Um, and he is literally trying to annoy you here. He is trying to show you up by by <laughs> making out that he is so much smarter than you. Is this the thing I, I, I've searched and found that Bob stole from me? <laughs> I will have memorized this. Uh, so that would be a six versus your grace. One up. Okay. Uh, however, you know, it's, it's enough to certainly draw you into the conversation. But I, I, one assumes a two does not match your resolve. No, it, could, it doesn't. Theoretically. No, it could, My resolve is five. And, and you just brushed us off and of course they swept in from the east and, rah, rah, and you just diffused his argument entirely. No problem. Awesome. As any real Egyptologist would know. Yeah. This is the evidence that proves yeah. you wrong. Uh, I've got a six of hearts, which I think beats everything else at yep. the table. So I'm going to attempt a spirit check to unshake. By all means. Which may be why there's some crazy <coughs> all around. So, no, no, I really appreciate it. That's why I uh, also need a crystal from this letter. I succeed without a raise, which means I unshake but do not act. Correct. Um, And at any point, you can simply spin the hero point and go, No, that's okay. Pete's alright at social combat, but this isn't his field. He um, gets over the the horrible guy with the gas book and um, quietly and with dignity murmurs that he's a. he actually has his own construction businesses and looking for work at present. Thank you, sir. Ah, uh, my dear Dr. Strange, says Mrs. Whittinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've heard wonderful things about you. I, I, I heard such wonderful things about your husband, Tom. So tragic what happened to him. My condolences. She pats your hand. Um, this is, this is Thomas here. I'm sorry? Thomas, do let me tell you about the incident. Sorry, is this, is this all yeah, part yeah, of the comment? Yeah, and then you can start. You, you fill her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she looks at you and raises her eyes. Are you endeavouring to tell me that, that your husband's spirit is, is there in that cat? Absolutely. She she looks at it slightly incredulously for her, then just goes, oh, my goodness, Thomas, that's, that's fantastic. Are you in there? And, you know, waves her finger in front of the cat. Um, and she she starts going on at great length about, you know, what sort of occult phenomenon might have made this possible and things. And it, it's actually drawing you into what is actually quite an interesting conversation probably interests you in its own right, but has nothing to do with what you're trying to actually accomplish Oh, okay. Here. Yeah. Because this is her action. This is her action attacking yeah. you. Um, so... One of two things. I will give you... She she goes for her social attack and we resolve it as normal. Or while she's playing with Thomas, he hooks her with a claw. <laughs> because he's kind of inconvenient and not trained to behave in social combat. <laughs> Your choice. You are, you are being offered... That was a spam, Benny, by the way. You are being offered a hero point if you want one. 
in your shoes, I wouldn't take it. You've got a lot of fun conversation you can have uh, with yeah. this woman. If Tom, yeah. Thomas poisons the way. At the you. moment, I'm, I'm yeah. cool with So it. Tom just kind of bats lazily at her and hits her finger a couple of times. Yeah, it's, just, it's, 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 it's a, a claw rather than a claw. Oh, my dear. You can, you can really see the intelligence behind his eyes, can't you? It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite astounding. Um, he says he's enjoying the party. Oh, and you can understand him. I wonder how it's possible. It must be a neuropsychic connection. Madame von what do you mean? My family. Left the site. <laughs> oh, she's a little busy, but we'll talk about that. What a fascinating individual. And she will start ranting at you. This is a persuasion check. Oh, damn. A7 versus your grace. Six. Okay. So I hit without a raise. Mm. Uh, this is, however, because this is something you passionately believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a stronger argument on her part, be it she doesn't know this about yeah. you, it's just where she'd lead in. <laughs> I, I have it right in front of me, yeah. I'm an open book. That's fair enough. So that would be a <laughs> seven versus your resolve. My resolve is a six. Okay, so you're also shaken, but not wounded. Okay. Just you're shaken. So you spend some indeterminate amount of time conversing with her about the fascination of Thomas and the ancient temple of the mind. Time is not lost. (laughs) And how long it is depends on how well you do. Gaston. Gaston Lazar. Alas. She does not realise that she is being a hindrance. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, is he unshaking? Yep, but no raise. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Sweeps over to this conversation. (laughs) Oh, okay. Ah, Miss Whitting. No, I'm shaking. Oh, ho, ho. Miss Miss Whittingham. It's how it gives action. It's the oh, ho, ho. Miss Whittingham. Ah, and you must be Dr. Letty Strange. You know, artist. So, it is how you say. Forgive me, my English. It is not so good. I am more accomplished with how you say other tongues. I am fine with other tongues. Feel free to speak in your native language. Uh-huh. And he will indeed switch to French and start, you know... It is, it is so rare to find... So, so rare... How you say, so rare to find such a beautiful woman unaccompanied here in... Unaccompanied here in Cairo. Surely he's a gentleman. He's an American gentleman. He is far too young for you. And, and this man is, is surely perhaps your son or your cousin... Uh, it is a, a rare pleasure to meet such a flower and a gem of the desert. Please, do not send me away. We must talk more about what you are doing here in Cairo and what it is that a Gaston Lavache can do for you. I have so much to offer you. <laughs> so when can my husband swipe his claws? <laughs> Uh, if it wasn't a hindrance. If it wasn't a hindrance. <laughs> the cat's currently just, just sitting there. The one time... Oh, the lash pours it on. Uh, that is a five versus your grace. No. Misses? Misses. What, okay. What's your grace? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so you, you do not find this particularly charming at I, this I, moment. But he's certainly, he's certainly very forceful and evocative about it. Yeah, she's just all like, my husband's in my hand, yeah. except for not saying it, because she's too polite. <laughs> she's like, I don't need to fall for this. <laughs> okay, and that's Gaston, which yep. means it's Mr. Hatter. Yep. Alright. 
Mr. Egyptologist. Who can totally make a um, go for the Egyptologist or yeah. straight for the pitch lady? Yeah, the Egyptologist, right? Rival professional. You got to take him down. Um, so what is it that I roll? Uh, it depends on what you want to do. Do you want you could use persuasion or intimidate as the standard attacks? Um, so you've empathy. You've got D four intimidation. Is that? Yeah, um, and D4 minus, minus yeah. 4, is that for persuasion? Yeah, you're terrible at this yeah, and, and the other one is, in the specific context that you have here, I will allow you to use academics for this, because you are trying to out-intelligence him in the eyes of the third person. So are you coming back with another Egyptology question? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Fighting um, fire with fire. So feel free to make up whatever, whatever bullshit yeah. you declare is entirely true fact so his question was about the third dynasty it was the the third dynasty definitely came from the east uh, but um, it was the fourth dynasty that came from the west you you must be mistaken you didn't become confused about you didn't become confused about your dynasty it's an easy mistake for an amateur I do not get confused I'm French as well as German Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm close, don't show me. Five. You already have a D6 in, uh, in uh, academics? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. We'll hit his grace. Yes. yes. And that is. Uh, 2D6 plus 1. Eight. Nine. Oh, plus 1 is 9. 9. Uh, that will shake and wound him. Oh, you deal with a wound. I love you, Pope. So, he is. Okay, so okay. I am thinking you must be mistaken, yeah? Uh, here's the fourth dynasty, the, the fourth dynasty you're thinking of. Though. You are mistaking yourself for the third, and then you say, yeah, but, but surely the works of Frederick and von such and such. Uh, yes, I suppose if you're going to go by the very latest information that has been discovered in the digs, <laughs> you know, instead of the traditionalist methods. <laughs> Okay, so French guy needs to be taken down. Yeah. Okay, so I'm shaking. Daniel is shaking. It's a spirit check. Spirit. I'm just not looking at Jared at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) But he is. Because he's going to go. Oh. oh, oh." (laughs) Wow, you've got D8 spirit. Yeah. I'm an old woman. I'm frail. I'm. I'm Yeah. Low physical stats. High mental ones. Yeah. Yeah. D8 spirit club. This one. Okay, so that was a pass. Was yep. a four. So that is unshaped. But don't act. So I think at that point it, you spend that you have the interesting conversation about Thomas, and then change the sub and then change the subject after a dignified interval. But that's your round. Yeah. Which fits with the character because yeah. I can see you, you totally want to explain all the backstory. Oh, it's, heck yeah. And, and and plus it's something that's interesting for both of us. It's relevant so for both of us. So getting at the round. Yep. We've got one guy wounded and shake. Well, one wound, take uh, one wound and shake. How do you do shaking with them? Like uh, that? we are shaking, but it's not like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> unshaken though. Um, Von Tufel is out. Uh, Gaston Lavash is fine. Um, Dietrich Stosa is wounded. Um, the Billingsworth is fine. Uh, Madame Whittingham is fine. Okay, but we're so all fine. We all recover from the damage. Uh, so it is now five to ten. Do we want to go another round or do we want to leave it there? Let's say another round will do. One more round. I have blue venues. Yeah, alright, one more round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doubt we'll be 
Yeah, we'll, they probably, probably won't, won't be wrapping it up in this round. No, no. Oh, oh, Joker yes. for Jonathan. There you go. Three for Mara. Two of clubs for Pete. Uh, ten and Joker. Which would you prefer? Both Jokers. Oh, Damn! <laughs> You guys need a scissors paper off that shit. Oh, uh, well, just a little I think coloured goes first. Uh, gets well, I don't think so because I got a two. Uh, no. No, coloured. Yes. Oh, coloured, I see. We've got both jokers on the table. I thought you yeah. said Helen goes first. It's also a. Yeah, you could do it. You everything. And you can act at any time in the initiative and just jump in. So, yeah, you get a plus two to all your rolls, including damage, which includes social damage in that as well. Um, on top of that, you can act at any time, including interrupting other people in the middle of their action style of thing. So once you see that Lavash is going to turn his attention to Jonathan and belittle him, you can step in and hit him before he hits Jonathan <coughs> style of thing. Right. So, including before everyone else, if you want to just act first. Uh, the two jokers can go whenever they like. If there is an argument, it goes to Bernard having the coloured joker over the grey joker. I shall hold my action for now. Yeah, by all means. Well, I will also hold my action. <laughs> <laughs> so, then it is uh, two billings worth. So. American Psycho. See, see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, boy, you have a look around this table and you see we've got, we've got Frenchie over there <laughs> trying, to get a, trying to get a piece of your lady. Now, I understand you've hooked into her because because she's a, she's a bit of a, a, what you call, a bit of a, a lady with a bit of wealth and a bit of resource on her, but, but boy, boy, I tell you what, she does not look like she is in the oil business, and the oil business, so the oil business is where the money is made, I'm... <coughs> I'm here to tell Mrs. Whittenham that where she should be putting her money, and that is not digging up old artifacts, that is digging up oil. So there's a lot of oil to be had around here. And I tell you, boy, you could make yourself some real money in that. You look like you've got some strong arms. You Maybe maybe you work in construction, something like that. I bet you swing a mean oil pick somewhere in there, boy. And he continues to rabbit on you. <laughs> so that is what he is doing. People can interrupt him if they choose. If not, he continues on. I say, I say, boy, boy, I'm going to call you boy some more. Boy, pay attention. Four, four. No, wait, wait. I forget that I'm so so horribly crude. That's two against your friends. <laughs> no, um, right at this point, Peter's got to come back to him. Sir, I'm a self-made man. I've made myself who I am with a sweat on my back. I don't need to, I, I've got my own business. I don't need to work for nobody. I don't thank you to stop asking. Ooh. Well, I can respect that, so I can respect that, but I think I can change your mind. I think, I think, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's trying to be a little oldisy as well. Yeah, <laughs> Saddle. Somewhere. Somewhere. Does <laughs> the anyway, jokers want to jump in, or we keep clicking down to. Uh, then we are on. I'm, I'm, yeah. I have a. Well, yeah, but you can act before he does. There's actually an advantage. Oh, uh, yes, you are ahead of him. If he shakes you, then you'll have to spend your joker round recovery. You don't have to. I'm just pointing out that it's actually well, tactical. Well, he's, well, he's shaking. There's a good time to hit him again. Yeah. Okay. Because he gets wounded. If you shake him again, he takes another wound because he can't be shaken again. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just keep. Um, yeah. You you just continue to badger him. With, you know, let me tell you what else the fourth right? dynasty were up to. Dietrich's Dulcer. Yeah. So that is a five because you've got a plus two from the Joker. Which, which will success. Which will hit his grace without a raise, so roll damage at a plus two bonus. Okay. 
Wouldn't it be a plus three? Usually it's at a plus one, so wouldn't it be plus one plus two? Yeah, yeah. Plus one plus one. Excellent. So you get eight. Eight. How is it eight? You rolled nine on the dice. Oh, nine. Yeah, I see nine on the dice. Yeah. Plus three is twelve. Yeah, so it's. Uh, so he was already shaken. Um, I know it's late. <laughs> take it down, take it down. That's what I'm hoping. Well, you might want to make your pitch directly for the lady. You are the archaeologist at the table. Although your persuasion yeah. is pretty terrible, you might want to so just pick up people. He is incapacitated and makes his. It, this is this is not his soak <laughs> roll. This is his incapacitation roll to see how what, what happens to him permanently off this effectively. Mm. Okay, which. Succeed at the highest level, so he blusters and flusters. It's obvious to me that it's obvious to me that we are not going to get far in a scientific debate. There are really? things, sir, things beyond your understanding. Perhaps one day I will have the opportunity to open your eyes to them. We will meet again. He will go off horribly annoyed and swearing revenge style of thing. Um, Excellent. But gets over his social wounds to the extent where you've made no permanent impact on him. Once he gets out of the combat and heals his wounds, he's going to be fine again. But he's gone for the moment. Yay, well done. Okay. And the end of this bird, want to jump in? I think this is a Milady Strange. Yeah. Um, So, somebody's going to take down Mr. Frenchie. I'm probably in a really good position for it. Um, now what was he what was he campaigning for? Uh, he appears to be hitting on you. No no no, what is he campaigning for? We don't, was it we don't know. All he's done so far is hit on the woman. Yeah. All, all you have seen him do is try and charm the pants off you. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, if you want to be a sense of what he's about, which could help you shape your argument and deal yeah. higher damage dice against him, that's an empathy check. Yeah, I can do that. But it is Sorry. It is one of the actions you are using this round. So yeah. you can either make an empathy check against him in that set fuel round, or you can go empathy and persuasion or whatever the other does. The other fault is you've got much better persuasion than you do intimidation, yeah. which puts you much better in a position to say, make an argument towards Mrs. Whittington about considering our project. We've been taking out the other guys, but nobody's actually pitched her yet. Yeah. No one's okay. said what you, we're well, about. That was the other thing. And you would be much better at that than you would be trying to diss the Frenchie unless you want to make a persuasion. I wasn't, I wasn't going to diss him. I was, I was going to and persuade him to, to bugger off. Right. <laughs> well, they could work too. I'll talk to Mr. Yeah, You've yeah. got her attention. We can take off the stranglers. Yeah, I'll, I'll just... Oh, Tom, you're so interesting. Um, Do you like so being stressed behind the ears like this? Oh, he, he likes it right there. Uh, so... Let me let me tell you. About, we, we would have had a pitch oh, before. Oh, no, no, Butler and Bernard. This is our pitch and... meeting. We haven't told her who we are. We haven't told her why we're here. No, yeah. no. Before we went in, we would have talked. To, I would have told you guys about the stuff I found out about here. We would have discussed. Oh, yes, about yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we and, know what and you she found knows out. you're here to um, request archaeological funding, stuff yeah. because that was the basis for why you have to meet with her. But yeah. So basically, what I'm suggesting is that we want to be hitting the angle of the the reincarnation. Yeah. Now, was there anything around here that we could be using as a pitch for reincarnation? Would I know? Like, is there any Egyptian things? 
Uh, Egypt is um, Egypt is fundamentally obsessed with the yeah. afterlife, so uh, it's I, just a known fact. I, I know one out of character you can use if you like. Um, mm-hmm. One of the gods, uh, his brother murdered him, and then he came back from the dead. But after oh, that, he was the god of the dead. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a reincarnation story. Okay, so like we um, a pitch to find the tomb of of Osiris. Osiris. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's say one of the um, one of the archaeological digs in the Royal Academy was funded as a pit. Is it yeah, you're, you're, you're not necessarily um, pitching so much specifically for. You don't have to be specifically pitching that so much. As you're, this is the kind of thing that could be discovered in Egypt if you. Okay. But you'll need proper scientists, not your crappy German. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not that guy that you know. Fuck off, <laughs> Melania. I'm. I'm <coughs> certain that you and I both have very, a lot of common interests. I have no doubt that at all, my dear. Can I tell you about my interest? I'd be delighted. Resurrection. Oh, that is a subject that is very dear and close to my heart. Do go on. Now, in, in the University of... What's the university? The, 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 the Academy of Science? The Royal Academy of Science is putting forward... Um, digs to look for the, um, to the the tomb of Osiris, uh, a god who um, was on death. Um, a god, a god who um, died and came back to life. Yeah. A, do- a god who died and came back to life, and with his wife's help, because that's part of the legend. Oh, okay, with, with his wife's help, and it is it is a, it is a goal of mine to find out more about so this. And I am I am if it's towards this dig, this archaeological dig, and it would, it would it'd be a great honour to work alongside you to fund this mission for us to find more about this god so that we may bring back our husbands mm. who have passed before their time. Looks kind of interesting. Roll Okay. So that's a D8 and a D6. We can do this. We can do this husband material here. No husband there. That's one one hit. Um, That's a five. Yep, yeah. that will hit a grace. Um, should I bend it to? No, no. It hit to uh, in grace. You are on a strong argument for this, so it's two d eight plus one. Okay. Intra- incontrovertible is three d eight plus one, but to get that, you've got to Ooh, actually have. I have the amulet of husband resurrection. Right <laughs> so it's two d eight plus the d six, or just no? 2D8? You only get the d six if you raise it on the attack. Okay, so come on, let's talk husbands. Oh, there wasn't a good discussion. Uh, so that is an eight. Okay, uh, that will <coughs> shake her. Would you imagine the context she, she, you catch her interest? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I mean, the thing is, when you socially wound her into doing what you want, it doesn't hurt her, it just argues no. her around to the point of view of she should sponsor you over other people. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm glad someone has pitched for, because, you know, so, that is why we're here. Yeah. That will shake her, and it will wound her. Oh, and it makes a lot of sense for you as you're kind of the leader of the expedition. I mean, that's why we call it It's also she and I both have the same... I can see that you are a lady of impressive learning. A woman like you has many attractive features, but most attractive of all is the intellect. Oh, and he yeah. is going to start it on you again. <laughs> Burn. Burn you have the option to interrupt or not, as you like. Um, I prefer to wait, because yep. the plus two would be good for a double move. I can unshake and... Yeah, yeah. so I'm is standing by as your defender in this battle with Fritchie. Yeah. 
Uh, although, if you're planning on that, you can just jump in and say, I take my action now. Yeah. But it's, it's like, shaken, etc., etc. But, but she's got shaken. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah makes sense. Yeah, no, I was thinking of you one shaking. She's shaking. Mm. Uh, there is nothing that moves a freshman's heart to passion more than a woman of such years of experience as you. I have found the young woman, you know, and he sort of gestures vaguely around the room, and a few yeah. few attractive young ladies were here dining, you know. Uh, they do not hold my attention. I prefer a woman who has experience <coughs> and intelligence. That is the kind of thing. I would love to hear more about your opinions about Osiris. We could spend the evening whiling it away beside the fireplace. I could bring you the finest of French wine, and we could talk about the ancient arts practiced in the Egypt. How old is this guy? Thirties, <laughs> um, maybe. All right, so he's, he's, he's literally la- romancing all but old enough to be his mother. Yes. That's no, disgusting. Old woman yes. old enough no to be his grandmother. No, no one's always made the empathy check, so it's um. Yeah. <laughs> Has he got an old fetish? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you are rich. Maybe it's a sugar daddy thing. Yeah, it could be a sugar daddy Ooh. thing. Oh, hello. That's alright. Yeah. yeah, whatever it is, it counts as another one. The session's nearly over. Yeah. Uh, that would be seven. Just makes it. Yep. You don't have to find this attractive, you can find it deeply disturbing. Like <laughs> 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 I reckon just throw it off. Three versus your resolve. I'm fine. Yep. He's, he's certainly distracted, but. You might want to, I mean, this is the second time he's tried to hit on him. You might want to come back and start going to respond to you, sir. I'm taken. Explaining about it, I heard you explaining about is your husband and his unique condition. I would be most happy to assist you however I could with that. I understand there are certain things he can no longer do for you. You would have to actually take him out if you wanted to shut up. But I stand by you doing a good job taking uh, that condition. Go goes to Mrs. Winningham. Why can't my cat scratch him in the face? Unless Bernard wants to jump in at any point here. Okay. She will roll for Unshake. Oh my gosh. I'm just amused that he keeps not going, not going anywhere near my result. Unshakes doesn't act. Oh, sweet. Okay. (laughs) So. Well, you can jump in now if you want. Nah, it's not quite now. Like, I should have while she was shaking for extra. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it that? Yeah, hang on, I know, I know. I, I that. Cool. So there's the Texan, the Frenchman, and our Mrs. Winningham. Mrs. Winningham. Yeah, are you going to be adorable? No. Yeah, I, I tried to get the, I tried to get the um, Mrs. Yeah. Winningham outside. You're um, cute and intellectual. True. I've got arguments for all three of them. So. I'd, I'd go for her, stay away from the French guy. Yeah, which one? Yeah, no one wants it. No one wants if I would go 20 years older, will I go 20 years younger? Oh, well, what's so bad? Maybe she's 30 years older. Because I'm way under my six years. Five miles. I just don't really have anything to talk to her about at the moment. 
Well, you know a little bit about her because I've given you information. But she's into the Well, that's cult. cool. You can uh, you can make a persuasion check on one of the creepy guys if you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm going to do one of the creepy guys. Oh, so the the the, 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 the other one you've got is um, you can use empathy to try and uh, read them, get what about what they're going for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think I'll go after the Texan. Yep. I'll say well, the I'll read some, some, somebody would. Girl. <laughs> boy, girl. girl. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yes, little lady? Little lady, that's the one. Little lady, what is it? What can I do for you? I understand you're a big man in the oil industry. Well, you understand, you understand right, I say. I say you understand right. Um, I'm Bar- uh, I forget if I'm Byron or Bill. I'm, I'm Bryce Billingsworth. That's who I am. I've also heard that you're a proud, patriotic American. Well, I say, I say, I say you can see that again. What did it make for sense then, sir? Someone got it! Woo! What? He said, I say, can you see? He said, I say. <laughs> what did it then make more sense uh, to drill in America? You'll be providing Americans with jobs, cutting your costs, and bringing work to your fellow countrymen. Mm. Oh my wow. gosh, I'm going to follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> you stumped him. Oh no. I want to go up and get so, Is that a strong good. argument? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. You need to hit him first. Yeah, so oh. yeah I'm going to re-roll that. That's a lot better. Much better. That's a ten. Uh, that's... Grace, Grace, hits him with a raise. Yes. So that's 3d6. Uh, it is 2d8 plus 1 plus 1d6. Yes. Thank you, Susan. Plus 1d6. Okay, that's 611 plus. <coughs> what was the plus on the end? Plus 1. Plus 1. 12. 12, thank you. Uh, so. Wow, you must be tired. You just failed yeah. to add 1. That was a fantastic argument. Oh, right, right. Non-character bits oh. right now. Now's the time to attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'll, I'll make a picture of that that you can just come on. Yeah. He, he's still chewing on the mm. That's a mighty, a mighty interesting point. I say a mighty interesting point there, little lady. I couldn't agree more with my young friend here. Americans need jobs, sir. And our, um, <laughs> our work is, is need employment. And do we really want to be... Um, do we really want to be seeing that kind of production move offshore? <laughs> wow. Burger. <laughs> right. um, okay, so that's my persuasion. Which is Easiest way to deal with Americans. Hit them with the patriotism. <laughs> okay, and Pete rolls exceedingly poorly. Well, Would you like to blue? This is, this is what the empathy things are for, because if you read them, you can get things like if he's racist and Yes, yes, I would. People you the have area. a blue. Woohoo! Yeah. So, what are my options with a blue? Uh, a blue chip is There's a... a pen. Do you want to pick Yeah, some? I want a pen. Oh. Uh, right, so, a blue chip is a plus one after the fact, a re-roll, or an extra d6 on top of it. If it's a red chip, then I get a draw added to my pile as a yeah. GM. Whereas if it's a blue chip, I don't. All right, so I can throw an extra D6 into this. Yeah. Ideally, succeeded. An extra D6 will push me over the top. 
There we are. That's a six. That, that will hit but not raise him. Yep, but I will take it gladly. Thank you very he much for your contribution. He doesn't get more for it. He will actually contribute to the social combat before it's over. And that is uh, 2d8 plus 1. Sweet, because it's strong arguments. Yay! Sure. Somebody else has strong arguments, but I'm not proud. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Damn, girl. 10, 14, uh, plus 1. Fifteen. Fifteen. You're both having problems with those plus ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, not our night for that. I'm tired But yes, Pete does, Pete, you know, expounds a bit about the condition of the American working man, which is something he knows a shitload about. <laughs> and he generates... Men in the heartland need jobs. He goes out. Man's jobs. You, you wound him to incapacitate it. Yep. Then he rolls less than one on his end result. Oh. So you end up giving him a, a permanent convincing about something. He is so He says, Well, you know what, son? You know what, son? I think you and this, this, here, this here little lady, well... She can't. She she can't help. She can't help not being from America. But I, I see that you're bringing along this little girl, right, to raise her to see the important things in life. You're right. I I wondered to myself for a while now. I said I wondered what I'm doing here in Egypt. I thought to myself. I thought to myself, Byron, what what are we doing here? Is this the kind of thing you really want to be doing when you could be doing your business back in America? I thought to myself, what am I doing in Egypt? All Egypt is worth is building a big giant wall around to stop them sending their, oh. their filthy oil out to America. You know, son, you know what? I think you're right. Not only will I get on the next boat back to America and head out of here to build up some jobs there, I'm going to take it to Pittsburgh, son. Find the oil in Pittsburgh and I will drill for it. Okay, oh, bring those jobs home. What Pete starts talking to him about bids for Pete's construction company. You know, Pete's construction company. Pete's going to make a difference for Pittsburgh. What he goes out. Let's stimulate the hell out of the American economy. <laughs> so the the end result of that is not only will he be leaving the scene, he will effectively be leaving the. He doesn't actually physically depart the party. He'll continue to talk, uh, yeah. but he's lost all interest in pitching at Mrs. Whittingham. Um, yes. Pete offers a concession. He wants to keep talking to this guy. By all means. He um, takes himself, voluntarily takes himself but, out. But he will nice. effectively not only be leaving the social combat, but leaving the adventure as well. Wow. Yeah, because he's going nice. back to America and yeah. staying. What a, what a proud. Yeah, he's not literally going to get up from the table and go back to America right now, yeah, but he's lost interest in pursuing uh, what he's doing in Egypt. He genuinely, legitimately congratulates you on having done a good thing to the working man of America. Yeah. He does not see the irony. La douche. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you, it is la vache. Trying to wrap your English tongue around the V. I do. I know Englishmen are not so good with the V. Oh. Oh. Kill him. Take him down. Uh, Miss Whittington, Dr. Strange, I I see you are both having a very intense conversation and you shouldn't be disturbed. And I can see that you are, that this man here is extremely disturbing. Would you like me to remove him if he will not go voluntarily? I'm quite welcome here. There is no need for such things. If you please. That would be quite (laughs) kind of you. Yes, please. He's been saying such naughty things to my poor young ears. <laughs> the children, they say such things. I think you must acknowledge, sir, that it is time for you to leave. And Bernard endeavours to socially strong hard him out the door. A butler knows a man who has outstayed his welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you will 
up the building now. <laughs> Torture. Or I will help you out. <laughs> yeah, now, un- unfortunately here, you're actually starting to hit the other side of the taunter thing. Because you, you're actually trying to... You're not trying to annoy him here, are you? You're trying to actually... It's, it's not fear, per se, you're trying to inspire in him. But you are actually trying to strong arm with intimidation. So th- this is the thing of what having taunter is, is... It gives you a big bonus to intimidate when you annoy people, but the downside is it, it negatively affects your intimidation the other way. So, um, it, it, keep in mind what I'll do is, is the same thing I standardly do with most of these things. Is at the end of the first adventure, you can rebuild bits of your character if having seen them in play, you don't like them. Right. So, if you plan to take Bernard in that sort of I think you should leave now, sir, style direction, you may actually want to drop the taunter out right. and just stick with your straight D8 intimidation. Right. Cool. In the, meantime, in the meantime, it's yeah. only a minus two. You are really good at the skill. You may be able to pull it off anyway. That's awesome. uh, yeah. So, <coughs> that's a one on the skill dice. But Which is fine. That there's no consequences mm. to one on the skill dice in this circumstance. Right. Because you're not spell casting or anything like that. Right. You're not shooting into melee. You can't social. No, shoot it's a four it. on the... Um, which? Uh, it, ah. will, it will not hit his grace, but another one will. So... If yeah, you spend a white chip and add plus one to it, let's do that. This is this is what they fall rather than re-rolling. Is like your odds of re-rolling it are actually less than just spending the plus one and making it a five. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I never, I dare you. So, is there any bonuses? That is the force of your argument. <laughs> uh, it is two d six plus three total. Oh, explodium. Yeah. Send them out. Send them, kick the croissants. 15, 15 was it? Yeah. Right. Okay, so he is not shaken. Come shaken. Over his resolve. Take your croissants with you when you leave. 9, 10 at 13. So, that is true. Ego was bruised. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to He will in the other soak. Him to one wound, shaken in one wound. Ah, sir. There is no need for there is no need for such things. You know, he, but he does actually physically, you know, back away from the ladies a couple of steps and stops kind of pouring at them. So the ladies they are enjoying my company. You'll find, sir, that they are not. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? You understand? I will just take a few more moments. Kind of thing. He's not going out yet. Oh, oh nice. nice. It's going to be a reshuffle for the Jokers as well. Yeah.